All right, and we are live. Welcome to the Iron Lords Podcast, special anniversary episode number 75. And it's another glorious Sunday, and we are back at the round table on the Lord's Day. I'm extremely excited about our special guest, so we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce a Lord who I had the absolute pleasure of meeting at E3 2018 through our good friend of the realm, Lord Mikey Barr. Not only is this Lord a true gamer and one of the great minds in our industry in regards to network infrastructure, his contributions also include the foresight to have managed the best talent of AAA game design and software engineering. Introducing the general manager and current head of Xbox Live at Microsoft, the Lord of Gaming Invention, Mixed Reality, and the only Lord able to spot land a Fortnite glider in real life at Party Royale. <laughs> Introducing the future of Xbox Live, making his debut into the realm of the Lords. My man, Lord Dan McCullough. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing amazing. Really Woo! glad to be here. No doubt. Glad to have you, man. Long overdue. You are a lord in your realm. It's only right we show you the proper respect here at the round table. So are you ready to get into this? Oh, I'm ready. All right. He's ready with the lords. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know we have the four horsemen of gaming, those usual suspects at the round table. My co-host with the co-most. My brother from another mother, the difficult game conqueror, and the how of the young wolf. My man, Lord Addict, how you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. And here's that time where uh, Lord King David says how energetic I sound. <laughs> brother, I you know exactly. You know exactly. You are on it right now. I know that five-hour energy is right there on your little table. You got it popping. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Love I got good vibes. Good I, I love the energy. The addict's energy is up. I'm good. <laughs> and, of course, we have our most technical gaming lord, the solo gamer who lives for the single-player selfish experience, and also the Sostradamus. Mr. Offline Profile Illuminati and Lord Patreon of the Iron Bank, my man, Lord Sovereign, how you doing, sir? What's good, guys? Doing good. Nice, Glad nice. Here, I've been up since six a.m. today. So Damn, <laughs> six a.m. Six a.m. You I'm need like, five hours, huh? Yeah, he need five hours. I'm glad you made it, man. I know you absolutely had some issues going on in the background, so it was good that she was able to power through and uh, get. I think uh, Lord Lord Dan might be going through something too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody's fighting something. Yeah, man, absolutely. And, of course, you know we have the Incredible Hulk of this, a.k.a. the Excess Gamer. Ooh. The Lord of Combat Sports, who is a man of his convictions, demands nothing less than that premium experience, and is the Get Money Gamer. Ooh. Beloved Lord King, how you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. This is a wonderful day. Trust me, I've been looking forward to this day. I met this uh, young gentleman at a rooftop party. Could not wait to get him on the show. Um, It's a lot of history here. Oh, yeah. A lot (laughs) lot lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, man, we got some fun, man. Absolute pleasure. That's what's up. 
And of course, you know, we have the gaming ninja himself, the Shinobi, Lord Cognito, spreading that realness in the realm of the ILP, not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. So before we get into what you want me to get into, which is what the Lords are playing, I want to start off with Lord Dan, his video game system history, his extremely impressive career at Microsoft of over 13 years. And of course, what led him to become the latest Lord of Xbox Live, by far the best online infrastructure in gaming today. So Lord Dan, let's start from the very beginning. What were some of the first video game systems you had and what got you into gaming? Oh yeah, um, so I started off with, Which started off probably with? my Atari 2600 was probably the first uh, system that I really played. A lot of, you know, I remember mm -hmm. playing uh, River Raid and Pitfall wow. and all oh. these games and just, you know, I, River I Raid. just asking my dad, like, I'm from Canada and it, I used to get my games in uh, a Canadian <laughs> tires where we get them. It's like, Can we get one, more, one more of these Atari games, you know? And then, uh -huh. you know, I had a, my, my buddy had a, like a Coleco vision and all this stuff. And yes, the Coleco. That's what I, that's what I started with. Oh, nice. man. So I nice. played a lot of that. And then, mm. You know, when the the Nintendo came out and the Sega Master System, you know, that's when it was just, it was game over. Like, I oh, just you just hit, you just warmed me a soft. You just warmed me a sovereign's heart, Lord Dan. <laughs> yeah. Like, we are Master System kids. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did you even, like, the, um remember the Sega kind of, before TurboGrafx, Sega originated those cue cards. Remember they had the little cards as well? Mm -hmm. the yep, cards? Yep. Do you have any of those card games? Oh, man. I'm trying to think. No, I don't think I did. I, oh, okay. I, you know, it's one of those things that, that's interesting of just, you know, Sega did a great job, you know, with mm -hmm. Genesis and everything, but, like, no one seems to have the, the Master System. Like, I talk about this all the time, and no one's like, I don't even heard of it. Or <laughs> even well, that? You, have, you have three people in here that had it. So you were much <laughs> we had a game that was built in. Remember that crappy little yes. game that Lord Dan for even remembering that. Because <laughs> I, I was gonna ask you that too. That is awesome. That's what's up. You remember? Yeah, that? and so I played that a lot, but like, you know, I remember uh my grandma got the the Nintendo one that had the the triple Mario, right? It had the Mario, the track and field, the duck hunt on it. And, and we would play on that stupid mat and race, and we were so freaking good. But you know, we would just play mm -hmm. the Nintendo for hours and hours. And I remember my it was my grandpa's TV that we would always play on. Mm -hmm. And we would always kind of like leave it on, paused, uh, and change no. the channel, hoping that he would like turn it off. And so we'd like <laughs> put, uh, electrical tape over the light so he wouldn't know it was on because, you know, maybe he wants to save power or something like that because we're like in the middle of like a Dragon Warrior game or, or mm. some whatever game, you know. <laughs> but, man, we played – non-stop and then i went mm -hmm. you know uh i think i turned you know i remember saving up for the super nintendo and i used to go Ooh. to toys r us to play super mario world salute, just salute over and over and over again i was like man i'm like 20 bucks off i can do this you know and then i finally got <laughs> i know that's just salute man because we had a lot clowns on and like obviously we all know the history kind of right now it's going on with toys r us and it's such an emotional thing oh, yeah. for us that it's gone. So it's just like, when you said that, I remember doing the same things, like you in, in Toys R Us, you're able to go in there and literally demo these things, sure. as well as toys and stuff like that. It, it was just an awesome time and it's sad for people who've never got a chance to experience I, mean, I wish it would have had like some kind of login system because I've got to put in 500 <laughs> hours of Mario Kart. 
your you, your Toys R Us user account was was heavy. Oh yeah. <laughs> did, did, did you did you see his Xbox Live heritage just reach in? He Ooh, said, "I wish I had an engagement." Meter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all right. This is how nuts it was. Talk to me. When uh, Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. came to the Super Nintendo, and now I'll say mm-hmm. this. The super the the Genesis, Genesis version of Mortal Kombat was better because it had blood. I agree. Oh, I agree. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I, I had the Super Nintendo at that time. Okay. I remember. I'm like, all right. I think I want to buy this game. I love the arcade game. Mm-hmm. I would write. I would take note cards to okay. Toys R Us with my moves written on them, so I could yes. practice. <laughs> and I'm like, and we would literally line up just like you would at the arcade at Toys yes. R Us, and kids were like, hey. If you win, you stay on the controller, you know? And nice. just play for oh, wow. How did he really kick this out, you know? I love it, man. He took it yeah. back. <laughs> I mean, I, I always talk about how Carlito and I used to go to, to Nobody Beats the Wiz and play Neo Geo for hours on end until oh, they yeah. kicked us out. Third Avenue. <laughs> they kicked Dude. us out. Like, are you going to buy this? Uh, no. No. <laughs> No one has seven hundred dollars. No, and it, it, it actually mimic like arcade culture because, like, like yeah. what they were saying, like that's how it was. Like, you know, you guy was on a controller, in this case, the controller instead of the arcade stick. Yeah. But you know what I mean? And you you sit there, and the guy put the next guy put his quarter up, and he was next in line, and it just kept going. And it's funny that you brought that into touch. Yeah, I mean, those were those were good times, and then you know. I when I got my when I finally did buy my super which was like probably you know mm-hmm. a couple of weeks after it launched, um, I had as a birthday party I had two of my buddies come over, and our goal and I had the Super Mario World strategy guide the thick one that I, that I had gotten through Nintendo Power Nintendo and, Power mm-hmm. and we had read that thing cover to cover before the Nintendo was even available right like they had released it like a month <laughs> before. And it was our job to beat that game the night we got it. And we just stayed up. So freaking excited, you know? Yeah, man. I love the passion, man. I love, you can hear it in your voice. And oh, yeah. You're That's taking cool. us back, man. So then from Super Nintendo, where did you kind of elevate to after that? What was the so, next direction? Uh you know, I was getting really into PC gaming at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was playing some StarCraft and some quake and and other things and so i got a 64 uh during the golden eye uh era and nice. you know, for super mario uh 64 and all those games but uh then i then i went to playstation okay i got, got the ps1 uh, playstation i played nice. you know i think metal gear solid is probably still oh, one of my favorite games oh, on that yes. thing Absolutely. Uh, final, I, i'm a big final fantasy 9 Guy, a lot of people. Attic, you need to jump in. Did you play? Did you play nine, Attic? Because you're the Final Fantasy guru here. I've beat them all but six. Okay, what was your impression of dying? Since we got, we got to. Nine's my second favorite Final Fantasy. There you go. Really? I've never heard you talk about that. Okay. Seven, your favorite? Mm, No, Tactics is my favorite. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, nine is just like Mm -hmm. I've I've got I've played every Final Fantasy as well. Nice, uh, but. Nine is the one where I got lost in that world. I was like, I want to live in this world. <laughs> I got lost in three. I yeah. love three. That's when they introduced the job system, right? Yeah. I believe, mm-hmm. yeah, it was three. That's, to me, that's why I got that uh, Octopad Traveler. That is, 
Yeah, so I don't know. I just got really nostalgic when you just said it. Yeah. <laughs> I one that was a, a return to like fantasy, right? After yeah. the seven and yeah. eight. Nine, had, nine, the main character is Zidane. That's right. Right. Nice. Yeah. And so that that, that was a, a big one. It, you know, back in the OG Nintendo days, like mm -hmm. Dragon Warrior was one of my favorite games. I got yeah. like a million hours in that game. You know, and that was very classic. Mm -hmm. Uh, JRPG and so absolutely, I, I always kind of stay with those games. And so I, I went from PlayStation, mm -hmm. and then I, you know, mm -hmm. I got uh, original Xbox and okay. PlayStation Two just because I could. I just need to play everything, and so absolutely, I, I couldn't get enough. Uh, <laughs> no, no Sega Saturn love. No, no Sega Saturn. Actually, actually I, I had a Sega Saturn in college, and this okay. is my, my favorite story. Is Let's go. Our disc. The, the door, you know, the top door that, that comes down. Yes. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And it's no. got this little pin that goes in. And if it doesn't stay in, it won't spin. It the won't disc. spin. The right. Disc. Yeah. We, we played our entire college career on our, on our, uh, no, sorry. I'm talking about Dreamcast right now. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. They but both were top yeah, loading. Yeah. Right? Had, like, yeah. Cool books on top of the Dreamcast would keep it down. And, Remember they had that stupid thing on the controllers when you were playing like uh, uh, freaking 2K football. It's, you know, was it? It's yeah. 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 But, yeah, the little screen. The yeah. You can like, pick your plays and crap like that. The BMU, yeah. Well, the BMU, so you can pick your yeah, plays. BMU, yeah. I was so revolutionary. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got a long football history of games too. Like, oh, I like that. Now you're talking. Now, what's up with that Madden? Actually, I need to hit Madden in there too. Right, so I've been playing Madden 19 with my son a lot in the past week, but. Mm -hmm. uh, Mine was all like, man, I love like, the original like, Tecmo Bowl and all that stuff. Okay. All that stuff was there just, we go. Was just did, you have, like, did you have 3DO? I did have it. I did not. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. So Bill yeah. still will be upset, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> super into play action football and super play action football. I don't know if you guys ever played those. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And then I went into like, you know, obviously the, the Maddens and the 2Ks and all, all, all of those games, but. I know. I, I always liked uh, football. The the one game I just loved on the consoles. It, they just do yeah. it right. It, 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 it felt right. Let me ask before you jump in. So I gotta yeah. ask a football question. Now a lot of people in video game history consider that NFL 2K. I believe it was was it 2K5. That one was one, like one of the greatest ones, and I believe that's the one that had the ESPN integration, and it had um the actual replays. Remember, Lord King, we were so amazed by watching the ESPN yeah. series because it would have re replays of gameplay during the game with Chris oh, yeah, Berman. Yeah. You did you have that one? Uh, I did. I played. I played all the two Ks, all the Madden's. The to me, my favorite. I think it's still mm -hmm. uh Madden '99, and that. Because oh. it was better than others, but that was like Tell me why. that was my freshman year in college, and we just did the full <clears> season <throat> on the wall, and we had all everyone in our dorms playing. There was like a pool of a hundred bucks, and like everyone played, mm -hmm. and we had rules because in that in the '99 version, there was a trick play, a mm -hmm. trick punt, baby uh, <laughs> the baby <laughs> ball. It was undefendable. Like it was like yes, a guaranteed touchdown. And so that was like the one rule. It was like so we called it the no fake punt uh, because that was the only play you couldn't play. King, tell him, yo. All right, listen. I had this move in 3DO's Madden, and it's called Baby Paw. Right, and that was our nickname. Oh, shout out, Jeff, Lord Ha! Shout out to Ha! Listen. 
I would, you know, we, uh, we're epic. We're, we, when we battle in the house, we get into betting on these games. Oh, yeah. And not cash, but we're betting humiliating things to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and Lord High, he struggled for weeks trying to figure out how to defend Baby Paul. Baby Paul was undefendable, all right? <laughs> and we had this match, and we're playing, and we're going, and we're at it. And he really thought this is the time that he had me, right? <laughs> and I had, it was Joe Montana, I had the 49ers. <laughs> and I dropped back. There was no more time on the clock. clock. He was up by uh, six points. I drop back and his his rushers is coming. They're coming. They're like, we got him. In his heart, he knew he had me. I launched that ball from my end zone and I yelled out, baby Paul. (laughs) And the ball landed in Jerry Rice's hands in the other end zone. I think he broke my controller that day. I think that's the day I gave for that. That's why I wanted to ask about uh, Joe Montana sports talk football Ooh. because that was that was my favorite ever. I love that game, and they had he had the one cheap play, the halfback pass that was completely <laughs> completely under uh, you that. indefensible. It was completely you could just run the, you could just run slip shot through everybody with that one pass, and I I just kept doing it. I loved doing. It. <laughs> no yeah, doubt, those, man. Those are hard games to. Uh, Dakota as a developer because the, the matrix of the testing is just so insane. There's so yeah. many ways, so many ways to do yes. everything. Right. Like yes. you could have a crazy player that all he does is like zigzag back and forth. Well, you gotta figure that out. Like how, how would that work? Right. Good so point. there's every game would always have, you know, before you could patch games, right? Where it was like, mm-hmm. here, here's the game. Good this is point. what you get. There's nothing mm-hmm. we can do about it. Yeah, right? you're right. Like, you would have to remove <laughs> plays that you hey, you're not allowed to play that one, or you're not allowed to use that one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I'm glad you actually mentioned like the technical side of on the back end because you're right. Like if you really like people give, you know, football games a bad name recently, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's right because you have to defend from all these different possibilities, oh, yeah. AI combinations on defense and offense. And then, you know, it has to be tough, especially back then. Like you said, there was no patching. Right. You know, what once the game shipped, that was it. Like, you know, so at the end of the day, it, it you, you kind of now feel for the dev because it's just like, wow, like, damn, we didn't see that one coming. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and it, that's it why, like, like uh, NFL Blitz were so popular, right? Because it's there's mm-hmm. there's like six things you can do, right? Yes. And so it's a lot more just craziness, but probably a lot easier to to kind of. It was the code. iPhone of football. no doubt so all right so we got the football was big in the career you got the jrpgs going a little diverse you got because you started you had had, uh, a master system the super nintendo and all that stuff so the 32-bit era was out because no 3do and no no jaguar we we consider it 32-bit (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) no shade you know what i'm saying i wanted to ask about an older system that i guess you even mentioned coleco and all that great Stuff. Yep. Sorry, that's awesome. I wanted to ask. I'm trying to get some love for a Turbo Graphics 16. Any Turbo Graphics uh, experience or any? Just no, remember playing it. I, I Not- mean, I remember all those systems. I mean, television, like every everything that everyone had. But you know, I just didn't have access to one, and you okay. know, I wanted to play everything because I still remember like mm-hmm. early PCs and Apple IIs. I'd game on everything. If there was a place I could game, uh-huh. I would do it. Right, like, and you know, I got to a point where I still like I've played everything. Like, obviously, yeah. it's not true, but like. That, that was kind of like the 
if there's a if there's a game, I don't care what it is, I don't care if it's Aladdin or Barbie. <laughs> you would play it. You would play it. You know that Super Nintendo Aladdin was amazing. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yes. I had the Genesis love. I mean, the animation in the Super Nintendo was great. I just, I don't know. It was like that was at that point when it was com- uh, having this battle between like who can make the better versions. The music was yeah. always better on Super Nintendo every time. Mm-hmm. But Genesis had that something that had a little bit of graphic magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, absolutely, man. Shout out to Bravo in the chat. He's like, remember Tommy Lasorda baseball? Yeah, I remember these. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, get to the chat, really bringing up some classics, man. That's what's up. All right, cool. So then we got that the console history, whatever. So um, you've had. I want to get into like your career now. Like sure. you've had such a diverse gaming career. Like so, like what drove you? to get now into the industry and you know let's start from the beginning with that yeah so i knew i wanted to be in games mm-hmm. since the beginning like nice. since i was a kid it was like i should this is what i love this is what i want to do mm-hmm. and and i got into programming when i was like 12 oh god bless and, you god bless you i tried that oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so i coded a lot and i started like you know, if you remember the Q basic games that came with DOS, the yes, the the snake game and the yes. gorilla one where you just throw yes. the banana. And mm-hmm. so those both of those games came with the code, and so you could start tweaking with them and start doing mm-hmm. things. I remember the first thing I ever did was make it so that every time mm-hmm. I launch my banana, it hits target no matter what I do. <laughs> and and then I would play with like <laughs> my friends and it'd be like, Oh my gosh, you're so good at this game. You know? <laughs> And, and I remember I was like, man, this is awesome. This is what I want to do. And so I knew I was going to, you know, mm-hmm. go into gaming. And so and, and for some reason, mm-hmm. at some point, I just knew I would work for Microsoft. And, wow. Which is weird, I just, I just had this Interesting. Thing. I, Interesting. I don't know why. And this is pre- this is, this is pre Xbox. Xbox, yeah. Yeah, like, like you're talking because like, when you're talking that those, those Q basic joints and you're talking Apple II, you're like, yeah. this is before they even thought about That's getting right. into the gaming industry. And so, but you know, they had flight sim back then, and they were starting yeah. some things. Astronauts Call was getting th- talked about, like those types of things. And so, right. but it was like, hey, I'm going to work at Microsoft. Well, the gaming industry problem was always the same and it remains the same it's every job application every job description says must have shipped three triple a titles wow it's like a chicken and egg i'm like well and truthfully today it's much easier anyone can break out unity and try to make a game and get it and, and, and truthfully make a game release it on android and ios and say like mm-hmm. hey here's a game whether people are playing or not you understand the entire process you delivered it and you have a game back then not so easy, right? Yeah. So, um, I I went into Microsoft and I got a job. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, <laughs> oh! No, I'm like as as he's talking, boss moves is doing some really uh bad things inside the chat, and I don't want to interrupt his story at all <laughs> because boss moves has just said Sega then Sonic was lame. Oh, so we're no. not gonna do <laughs> that. We, we, we gonna dispel that. <laughs> Yeah, no, Please continue, sir. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I mean, it was like you know the Mario Bandicoot, Sonic, the heroes of those platforms. They Mm -hmm. all were great. Like, let's be honest. Like, those are all classic games that everyone should play. But go back. So you know, I started at Microsoft. I I had an internship. Oh, and college kind of told me that 
I, I, you don't really want to program. You're not. You don't have the the patience for programming. You know. Yeah, that's it's what they told me. <laughs> I, I still code to this day, but it's wow. like write bots and scripts and hacks for games, which we're not going to go into too much. But <laughs> uh, and, but it's really you know. I really wanted to kind of more be the process guy or a team leader or those types of things. And so I, I got a job to work on MSN Messenger back in the day. Remember MSN Messenger. I was a, a program manager there and I worked on all the telco work and all of the, you know, I, I, I worked on the first time you could send a, a text message from Yes, to a phone. To a know? phone. Like, that was a big deal. And it, you yeah. guys actually, not to cut you, but you guys really penetrated the uh, the, the workspace because I remember oh, yeah. some jobs I had, and, and Messenger was almost like a prerequisite to that's communicate. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely remember those days. Wow, that's good. Continue. Continue. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? Like that was like a daily thing. You yes. were off Messenger, and now yes. it's like no one does that, right? But like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no maybe, so, maybe Slack. Maybe Slack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so about a year and a half in, I was like, all right. This is my time. I got to get it to the gaming side. And so I applied to every studio Microsoft had to offer at the time. And at that time, it was Bungie, FASA, uh, Turn 10. Turn 10. The guys that did the flight, and they were working on a train sim that never released. And then mm -hmm. the ensemble guys that were working on Age. Yes. So I applied to all of the studios, mm -hmm. and I got some good offers. I mean, I got offers for most mm -hmm. of them. Okay. And I chose to go to turn 10 because not mm. I, I mean I like cars, but I wasn't like a huge car, car racing guy. Man. I was mm -hmm. more a Gran Turismo guy back in the uh places. Yeah, absolutely. They but, were the leader back then. Yeah. That's right. But then mm -hmm. it was really more they were finishing up Forza 2, and I wanted to be there from the beginning. Nice. And right. so I went over to turn 10. Lots of leadership changes happened, and so I got opportunities to you know step into some leadership roles and really, you know, uh Nice. knock four to three out of the park nice. so that was a, a really good time where i got to be there from the beginning to an end and really you know yeah. ship the first forza that shipped on time within budget i'm gonna tell you we had to ship it on time and i was in control of i love that i got it i love it that's right i, I helped with that and then you know, we started working on Forza 4, mm -hmm. and at that time, we were incubating Connect mm. in the early, early days. And I was asked to kind of start looking at, like, hey, what can we do with Connect with Forza? Mm -hmm. And so I started working with the Connect team a lot, and mm. they offered me a job to be kind of the portfolio manager for all the Connect games. Now, let me slow so, you. Let me, let me slow you one yeah, second because yeah. you, you're glossing over a huge sure, thing. You know sure, what I'm saying? Sure. I, like, all right, first of all, I want to shout out all Brad Podcast because he asked this, like, did you have any um inclination as far as to connect like the way it would take off and just like what was it like managing that portfolio of connect titles because people don't realize like people clown connect now a little bit it's kind of like laughing a little bit but it was so ahead of its time and actually a financial success for microsoft during the 360 era so like yeah. tell us about that yeah so you know the first demo we ever did mm -hmm. uh for connect it, this was crazy like we cracked open a controller mm -hmm. we soldered some wires onto it that went directly to the connect and so basically the connect would track you and then send that data to the controller and pretend like it's a controller wow. and we did it with burnout that was the first demo we did and all you could do is if we detect that your right leg was forward mm -hmm. we thought you were pressing on the gas pedal mm -hmm. and if you lead right and left we would turn mm -hmm. the steering wheel left to right and that's it that's and it 
Wow. So you would correspond those things to action. Interesting. Yeah. And that's before we had written any like crazy code that could do all the detection and all this stuff. And so we're like, all right, there's something here. And, you know, and so what, we, what I was tasked with was really like, hey, let's make sure every single one of our game highlights like a unique differentiation of this mm -hmm. platform. Mm -hmm. But it was at an interesting time where Xbox was super hardcore. It's yeah, you're right. You know, teenage right. boys that play this these games. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was a dude bro box too. That's they right. had the call of duties and all that's that right. stuff going on. Halo two parties and Absolutely. everything. Absolutely. And so this was all about, you know, and you know, and Halo three is still one of my, my favorite games. And so I always play Halo three in my office at work. Nice. All nice. The, all day long. Mm -hmm. And so when we were working on this, it was really like, hey, we need to think differently. Like we want to target everyone right kind of like what the, the we was doing yes and, and so we really want every you know we wanted there to be something for everyone so we had a sports game we had an adventure mm -hmm. game. Had i love game. i love connect sports bay by the way yeah. I, I did like it <laughs> that was a great game and so you know uh, it, it shipped you know it, it's still like I, I agree i think there was some missteps and some other things like very financially uh positive for the company still the fastest you know, oh, selling yeah. uh, peripheral ever. All time. Yep. Uh, you know, and it really pushed a 360 to, you know, mm -hmm. just be the, the dominating force of that generation. Absolutely. But, you know, I'd say, you know, we mm -hmm. kind of put the core gamer second for a little bit. And okay. I think that was one of the mistakes that, mm -hmm. you know, turned into maybe mm -hmm. further mistakes in the next launch. Mm -hmm. I see where you're going with it. Do you think it had to do with more of the um, forced integration? Do you think like, because I remember when during that time, even Motorsport, which you walked in, it, it, you, you'd buy the Xbox 360 title. And if you guys remember King Solve Attic, at the top, there was a purple label and it would say right. yep. best played and, with Connect. Do you think, connect, yeah. yeah, did you think because of the, maybe the success and you guys did hit the casual crowd. So we don't want to not give Connect its due. The original yeah. Connect was successful. But do you think that maybe them trying to integrate too much was what kind of aggravated the hardcore crowd a little bit? I mean, I think it's it's so many things combined, right? Like mm -hmm. price is always going to be a big factor in everything. Yep. And so. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you know, everything from launch titles to price to developer happiness to anything to marketing campaigns, everything kind of puts it. Like, there's no, there's no one figure to point at anyone, and it's more. You know, I think it's just a lot of good learnings for us on just, you know, what to do in the future. And so, you know, I really enjoyed the time I worked on Connect, even though. I'll say this: I had little kids at the time, and it was awesome to finally make a game that they could play. They could play. That's a good point. That was, that was really satisfying. Good point. Two funny questions are connected. We move yeah, on. Yeah. One. All right. <laughs> now, Lord King is going to laugh at me. This one. Now, when we first saw Connect, it was called Project Natal. Shout out yeah. to all Beast Fire Tim Dog because he used to wear a Project Natal shirt when I first met him. And I like, I know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> now, when we, when I first saw it, it was jaw dropping from the standpoint. I believe they had Peter Molyneux. <laughs> Mario. Yep. Yes, and there was a game. I, was, I don't know if it was Fable linked, but nope. whatever it no, was. No, it was that little boy. That little boy. And I, I was shouting <laughs> in the water and sees his reflection. Right? Yes, yeah. I was so The game that back. never said, came out. Yep, and I said, King, remember me and King, you say that, that's the devil. Like, we don't know how they doing that. Like, that's, that's yep. sorcery. <laughs> I, so I got They the took Nintendo. To the next level. I yeah. gotta ask the Milo question. Full yeah. disclosure: Was that ever real, or it was just a tech demo? Like, no, what it was, was that? 
It was 100% real. Here, here's here's the, the funny things about it. I mean, outside of the Peter Molyneux factor of hype. <laughs> uh, exaggeration. You know, I love him. I, I mean, I'm a big Bullfrog Games guys back in no, the day. No. Play Syndicate, all these yeah. games. Like, I think they've done some awesome work, and I love mm-hmm. Lionhead and everything. But So there was a time period where we were all prototyping. We didn't know what we would do with it. Yeah. And one developer had a great idea of, hey, we have a camera. We have an IR sensor and we have a normal camera. Well, mm-hmm. we can take a video feed of your face mm-hmm. and just superimpose it on top of the reflection in the water, mm-hmm. right? So when you look down, when the little boy looks down, we'll just superimpose your real face on it and it'll just blow your mind. Now, yeah. <laughs> now it, it worked. I'm uh-huh. using finger quotes right now, but mm-hmm. like, time, <laughs> Most of the time, it also has your couch and your living room right. in that water, which kind of broke the illusion. So yes. in that video, he's doing it in like the perfect setting where I think his background uh, is probably like a picture of a lake. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? Like, gotcha. But yeah, it, it totally worked. It. And that was a, you know, that was a fun project. You know that that they no worked doubt. on. There was a lot of Kinect games that we didn't ship just because mm-hmm. they, they were time consuming and absolutely it changed the way we tested games mm-hmm. and everything too. Two so. quick questions from the chat, everybody. It seems Connect everyone in the chat loves this for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah, two <laughs> things about the Connect Two. I want I personally want to know what your involvement was. Uh, also, did you um as far as the um the bundling and stuff like that? Did you uh, have anything to do with that as far as the, the Connect Part Two? And the second question, and again, we'll finally move on from this. Is uh, Lois Naldo? He wanted to ask about because you had kids. Like, did you guys uh, did that affect what you made for Connect, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing of like it's easy when you're making a game that's for you, right? Yes. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 just like like imagine working on the Gears franchise and that's like your favorite game. Well, it's yeah. like it's perfect for you, but like now you need to tailor it for your mm-hmm. whatever, like someone else. It's it's very hard, and so that that was what the thing with Connect is just like, mm-hmm. all right, this is kind of fun for me, but is it fun for others? And so we started bringing, we start to really diversify the types mm-hmm. of people we bring in, younger generations. You know, my kids would come in and try games. My mom, like whatever, right? Like, yeah, we it like, did. It brought it brought a different demographic. That's I'll right. give you that, and, and, mm-hmm. and that was awesome, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that, and that's still true today. I think there's a lot of remnant of just the mm-hmm. way we try to be more inclusive of things has been really positive. Yes. I think that it stemmed from that. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I the day it shipped. So I was in New York mm-hmm. for the big launch of Connect, oh, and, uh, nice. and we're doing this big thing with like. Uh, Mark Wahlberg and a bunch of other celebs. Mm-hmm. The day I got back, that Monday mm-hmm. is the day I started working on Project Four Lisa, which became Hololens. And so mm-hmm. I moved completely away from Durango and the next console. Got you. And okay. So I didn't have anything to do with with. Got with that. you. Okay. So you answered my question already, which was yeah. pretty much at that point. So which leads me out into the next segment, which is kind of like. You know, you got a lot of talents from, you know, the engineering side, programming side. You've got you got such a diverse portfolio. What I wanted to ask now is, you know, Lord Dan, the Lord of Invention. That's what I call you. <laughs> so yeah. it's like and mixed reality. So people don't realize like you've got a ton of like patent projects and stuff like that. So my question is, like, what was your role specifically with HoloLens and then obviously the head of mixed reality yeah. for Xbox? Yeah. So, you know, the biggest thing was. We just had a small team, four or five mm-hmm. people. It was like, hey, we just revolutionized input. Now let's revolutionize output. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the dream is still at some point 
Yeah. I think all of us, we want, we just want the holodeck, right? Like I think yeah. everyone does. Yes, absolutely. And so anything that kind of, you know, my two passions in life has all have been for a long time. It's push what's possible for gaming, right? Yes. So I love games that push that mold and try new things. And so like, when Destiny 1 came out, when World of Warcraft, like, all these games, just like do more. Like, I, you know, I'm still, there's still this game that, it's impossible to make today that I that I want, right? So Absolutely. anything that accrues to that, I love. The yes. second one is anything that accrues to taking mm-hmm. you to a whole different place. So creating a holodeck, mm-hmm. those are my two favorite passions. So anything, I always want to work on things that push towards those two things. Nice. And so with Hollands, we had a tiny team, like four or five people. Mm-hmm. And we spent the first couple of years just creating <laughs> hardware and writing patents and figuring out mm-hmm. ideas and things like that as we came up with some super crude hardware mm-hmm. and you know i spent probably four how big was that battery that pack spent <laughs> <laughs> uh, four years on that project before we ever told the world we were working on it right wow so, so this but is it, really incubated that's right and for mm-hmm. a while you know it was it was very gaming focused, right? I made okay. lots of games on it, lots mm-hmm. of gaming demos. And truthfully, those are the things that got it greenlit. That's the things that got nice. it with all the games. And then we realized from a price point and from a tech, yeah. you know, in this year, it's going to be enterprise for a while. And at some point, it'll be more consumer. Right. We kind of had to pivot. But I still, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, if you remember the uh the guard uh, halo guardian oh yeah i remember i have a story about that (laughs) that was that was my project that i did the the holland stuff for that but that was kind of the last like big game we did for for holland's before let me jump in because uh yeah i remember that well shout out to uh pseudo lakuda yeah yeah you remember shout out to him man and i'm assuming he also worked on that team with you dan Who's this? Uh, Kudo Sonoda. Oh, yeah. 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 Sure. So uh, shout out to him. So uh, I remember it was uh, E3 2015, and uh, <laughs> you guys <laughs> debuted it, and I was just blown away. And me and Kudo were really tight. And at the time, he was like, hey, man, we've got this Halo demo. And I'm like, no. Halo? He's like, yeah, man, you got to check it out. And we had it all set up. And um, <laughs> it was funny because I was all set to go. And all like all the rest of my friends, shout out to Senjutsu Sage and a couple other. It was a select four or five of us. Yeah. And um, and I was like part of it. I'm like, yeah. So they got to see it. Then my date, my my time for scheduling was like the next day. So I'm all hyped. They're telling me the crazy. So I go there. I'm like, yeah, Kudo, what's up? And he's like, dude, he pulled me to the side. He's like, bro, I'm sorry. I'm like, what happened? He's like, Kanye is here. And <laughs> yep. oh, we had to kind of give concession to Kanye. I understood. I'm like, look, I ain't Kanye, bro. You got to do what you got to do. So yeah. I never got a chance to see it. But from all the accounts, shout out to uh. Dan McCaffrey, I mean Ryan McCaffrey at uh, what you call IGN, he got a chance to see it. And it was everyone raved about your Halo Five, man. Everybody loved it. I mean, so let me give a shout out to Kanye for blocking Cognito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus was ahead of Cognito that day. <laughs> yeah, it got it got a little crazy because E3 there's always lots of celebrities that kind of roam in. You don't see a lot of them because they just kind of go from like back door to back door, but like. That day, I mean, I showed that demo to Kanye, to Steven Spielberg, to, you know, a bunch of other uh, uh, celebs. It was just an interesting day because yeah. people were waiting in this crazy, crazy line. line. The yes. demo was long. Like, it was three, yes. like, 10-minute parts. So you're in there for half an hour, mm-hmm. and we can only let, like, six, you know, like 64 yep. people in at a time. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember doing the math and going through the line. And, and in the demo, you got like this cool Cortana USB key that had like our press kit on it. And I started going through the line. And I was like, all right, there's five hours till it closes. Mm-hmm. Let me count this line. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So there's no way. Yeah. Like, hey, everyone back here, there's absolutely zero way you're going to go. If one's yep. the lab, even you guys aren't getting it, right? Yep. So yep. it was probably like another mile of people. And so I was like, hey, I just start hitting out like Cortana keys to all of them and say like, oh. don't wait in line. Go do something else. There's this, you know, go play, uh, you know, the new Zelda or whatever that they were showing that year. Yeah. He wasn't getting into that Zelda. Oh, yeah, that yeah. year it was, Halo, yeah, it was, it was, it was the, the AR, the HoloLens and Zelda line was insane. That's right. Don't, That's don't right. like the big ones at E3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but tons of people were like, nah, I'm going to risk it. I'm just in line. I'm like, yep. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, man, don't, don't. Risk it. Uh, let me ask I'm you sorry. A if the people that are running that booth come and tell me there's absolutely no chance you're going to, this, I'm gonna take their word for that. Uh, let me ask you a question. As as the creator of it, how how did that make you feel to see that line, like? I mean, I know it had to swell you up inside with so much pride because that line was insane. I didn't even it dare it. Yeah, it. It was amazing. Like, I mean, full credit. Mm-hmm. My my assumption for the forever was just, well, they're digital and play Halo, which they, they should, right? Like this yeah, is their way to play right. Guardians. But then like by the third day, I knew a lot of them were there because they had heard about this crazy AR thing as well, right? And mm-hmm. so it, it was awesome. It, and like that project was just so insane like i mean we yeah. recreated the inside of you know a halo starship like you were walking on like metal grading and like everything mm-hmm. was like in there you know and like i mean we spent so much money on that thing and, like <laughs> I, I always joked like man all that stuff just gets tossed i, I want to let's bring that back to our studio and let's just have the, that be one of our hallways you know yeah man <laughs> listen it was, it was very ambitious man we were all super excited by this unique approach to vr at the time you know vr was taking off and this was yeah, some yeah. completely different like ar was completely different we never seen anything like that i never met seeing that that uh minecraft the minecraft demo yeah and that was crazy it, yeah, just just utilizing the world. So I understood, like from the tech standpoint, you you're absolutely correct, Lord Dan. Like it had to be yeah, that, not cost effective for the console space. That Minecraft <laughs> you know demo was was pretty nuts. Like um, yeah. we swapped demo at the last minute. Really, and, before the, before you went live on on yeah. E3 stage? I mean, not last minute. Like maybe like a, a couple days before, but mm-hmm. to us, that's very last minute. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. There's a video. I don't know if yeah. you've ever seen it where. Mm-hmm. I'm on stage for some other event and I'm mm-hmm. shooting aliens. Yes, yes. I and so <laughs> that was the demo we were going to do oh. on stage at E3. But then the Minecraft team had been working on this thing and they pulled out all the stops at the last minute. And like truthfully, like it was just a better demo for that crowd for that day. Oh, they pulled on Kanye. Minecraft pulled the Kanye on you. Okay. <laughs> I said it got my attention. That was for sure. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. At least, like I said, it was very ambitious. And like I said, salute to you guys for, for attempting that. So right now, it just remains in the, uh, what you call it, space? The, um, like, the enterprise space? Or it's just, just kind of gone yeah, for mean, now? Yeah, consumer stuff still happening. But, yeah, like, I think the, 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 the target right now really is about, like, the information worker and kind yes. of the enterprise space. I think it'll be like that for a, a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. just like 
computers were originally, right? Like, and I think yeah. Yeah. to be more consumer. That thing is two thousand dollars. That's yeah. right. Like, that's not for for everyone, right? Yeah. Has yeah, the man. hardware it's changed? Nice. The original design? No. Have you changed it at all? Have you been able to like streamline anything in terms of the hardware to make it more oh, affordable? Yeah, like, we'll, we'll have some announcements coming pretty soon. Like I'm on the project now. IOP exclusive. No, <laughs> yeah, but it, it, that's that's due to all the hardware, right? Like smaller and cheaper, right? Like right. It's, it's kind of what you can do with 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 hardware as it goes on. And you know, there was a time when I'm we were. Sure, I'm sure you hear that a lot. Okay, that's cool, but how can we make it smaller and cheaper? Yeah. <laughs> but it was always like. Mm -hmm. Is there, are we at the right stage in humanity where we could actually yeah. make this? Like, it, we had those some problems. Like, there's, you know, there's two types of, of problems that we work on. There's late night pay for dinners, just <laughs> a lot of hard work and a long time problems. Yeah. And then there's, mm -hmm. we just need to invent and create miracles that just haven't happened yet. Or, yeah. right? Like, like, wow. you look at like Tesla. They could yeah. have done that 20 years ago. Like, there's just Facts. batteries just weren't that small and that good, right? Like, you just mm -hmm. couldn't, right? right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's just remember those mag lights you used to have in Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Batteries? Like, that, that's what powered a super battery. No, you're right. You're right. Sometimes, like I said, it, it's like you said, it's just like acceptance. The world has to be ready. But more importantly, the tech has to be ready. That's right. And yeah. it's got to be the right price point. So it's like a perfect marriage of all these different things. Oh, for all I had to, I thought it was amazing. All I would say is if you guys did kind of come back to it, was that at this point probably needs to be untethered, you know what I mean? As far as the um the, yeah. uh, the HoloLens, and then the other it part- It wasn't tethered. It wasn't yeah, tethered, right? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. And that's, that's, no, that's the biggest thing the big about thing. My, that I'm thing. It, it, yeah, it, thing that's why I was, gonna, I was gonna pay the money for it. I was mm -hmm. gonna pay the two grand for it, right? But then when <laughs> I found out that all that cool stuff that you were doing really doesn't come in that package. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I said, the second oh, point was also the, um, the, what you call the field of vision. Yeah, I remember people saying it was like a little, just a little limited, somewhat just looking for you as far as getting more of a, a view. But that's pretty much it. I mean, it, it was really there, and hopefully it does come back. I thought. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're, we're not done with it. I think there's, you know, VR was really taking off, and mm -hmm. we did a lot of VR stuff with it. And, uh, you know, we didn't know originally when we were starting, like, you know, which direction we would go. And so we had lots of demos and lots of different things. And that's why I, I really got into the AR, VR, MR space uh, at that time. But it was really always for me centered around gaming and so as nice. things really moved towards enterprise which you know i was a big uh i i pushed for that a lot because i thought it was right for the product knowing right. that it wasn't going to be my passion anymore right because of it but i think i think it was the, the right decision so mm -hmm. you know the, sometimes you gotta yeah. Right for the company. No, I you let your baby go. <laughs> you know, so I, I get it. <laughs> so then I want to move on to um Discord, you know, and obviously and Xbox Live. So obviously in April of this year, you guys announced and introduced like that marriage between you actually personally on uh, Xbox Live, I believe, yeah, on yeah. Uh, Discord and Xbox Live integration. So how did that process kind of start? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a huge, huge PC gamer. Like we didn't get into like the last like, you know, I PC game every day, and I've been a PC mm. gamer, you know, since the mid '90s. Nice. I, I still, you know, I still play on my Xbox and my PlayStation all the time. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, PC is kind of the, this big passion thing, and so, you know, Discord something I've used for a long time. And mm -hmm. as I'm trying to really, you know, continue to push Xbox Live into, you know, as we grow the Xbox brand and 
what we touch from the games perspective, from network perspective, from eco ecosystem perspective, we want to be everywhere. Right. right? Like I, I think every game company wants to be everywhere. So it kind of makes Absolutely. sense. But you know, Discord was something that like, hey, here's two great networks. Let's see if we can get on, you know, talking to each other and doing things. And so we started with something just to kind of test the water, see if this is something that people want. So it's just a very light touch, yeah. you know, just kind of see presence across networks Absolutely. and kind of see where, where that goes. And so that was, uh, you know, we were talking to them, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we, we just reached out to them like, Hey, what do you think of this? It, it was fun because, <laughs> yeah. you know, their preferred method of communication is this thing called discord, which right. yeah. cool. mm -hmm. discord. And so it was just funny. All of our conversations, we're having all these like, important business decisions on Discord, which you know it worked great so it was like yeah. it, was, it was just kind of a, a a fun change for me yeah man that's pretty cool because obviously you know in the pcs first of all in the xbox space how you guys have really been pushing integration cross play play anywhere that kind of stuff and obviously we know how huge discord is i mean just recently as much as last week's ilp we talked about it you know how they've now started their own online store and on launcher and stuff like that on pc and just to see that growth it's like over 150 million like they're really big out here and just be selfishly you know i wouldn't mind discord on uh, all platforms and integrate it together you know maybe nintendo switch but uh <laughs> you know because they need boy do they need you lord dance <laughs> yeah we, we talked about that i want him to get to that story of 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 the the xbox live type genesis thing that uh, like that sparked it when he was playing with all the people in the projector I, I was really enthused by that story. Yeah, if you, you know what I'm talking about. Give me, give me something else. I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying to remember. All right, Is remember you said you had a group of. We were, we were talking about how um we oh, were playing yeah, yeah. Halo. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. when I worked at Turn Ten, uh, on the Forza Motorsport series, they had this huge team space with like a huge 4K projector, like a sick receiver, like. Amazing speaker systems, huge subwoofers, and I remember, you know, I was pretty young in my career, and I remember asking uh, Alan Hartman, the studio manager, I'm like, "Hey, do you mind if I like bring friends over here on Friday nights and just have like Halo?" <laughs> nice. Like I mentioned, I was huge Halo Three Woo! guy, and we had all of these like super early alphas that were internal for like almost a year before the game came out, and we were good right like we played every day every for a year day. before the game came out so nice. when the game came out it wasn't even funny right like so you were low-key the cheat code on xbox live playing halo <laughs> for the quote unquote first time while everyone else is legitimately playing it for the yeah. first time well it's funny because people always ask me like hey what can you hook me up with i'm like well i can Maybe boost your gamer score, but that's kind of shady. Like, so that's always the joke is like, I'll just make sure that you always get match made against people that aren't doing very good. You know? Oh, oh yeah. I need that. I yeah. need that. But so we I need that for destiny. I get my red drink clubs. You would play like twenty-five people. Everyone would bring food. We'd set up TVs all around this room, and we would just have a Halo night from 9 p.m. till 4 in the morning every that's Friday. Us. That, that's that reminds us, me of us back yeah, in the Listen, this is why I had to hear this 
when he said it yeah. on air because when he said it, that's when I think that's when we started really bonding because I, I, I was listening to the story. I was like, wait a second. I really got to listen to this because mm-hmm. this is what we did, but he did oh, it on yeah. a grander scale. Yeah, he did so. it on a scale. Like we, we were old school with, with TVs and, uh, you know, the land and a couple of Ethernet cables. And, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, pre- even when I left Turtet, I – I st- I kept doing this at my house. Hey, bring your TV. Oh. The, the switch <laughs> set up, you know. And I I remember I had little kids. You know, I still have little kids. Think about, but like, they'd be upstairs sleeping, and I got like twenty rowdy dudes downstairs. Yo, he comes from us. And my, uh, you know, it was just it was awesome. But like, oh, but dude, those, you, are, you, those are the best times. Those are know? the best times, man. You literally come that. That's the origin of the Lords. You know what I'm saying? Before, yeah, yeah. before you came to play an Xbox Live and all that good stuff. You know that was the way we did it. You had brought four TVs over. We had, like I said, the Ethan. They came with a little land connection, and it was just like I don't know how my mom dealt with us because it was just like you know, fifteen to twenty Salute. of us. You know, yeah, exactly. Shout out to the, the lady of the realm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, yeah, man, like it was just absolute madness. We had so much fun for hours upon oh, yeah. hours. Quick question, because uh, Lord Wilhelm screams asking. He just said, "Um, any chance we could ask about YouTube live, st- YouTube live streaming from Xbox Live? <laughs> is that an I Xbox mean, thing, or is that a that a which cut YouTube? I mean, it's a YouTube thing, right? And, okay. and we talk, we're talking with everyone. Like, we really want to label what gamers. Yes, want I would really so, appreciate that feature. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like Lord Dan said, it's a, it's a YouTube thing. It's probably not because Microsoft did the bro. Just, yeah, no, it, truthfully, we want. Yeah. It, it, uh, I looked at uh, Mike Barra actually was on um, the Xbox Two podcast, and they asked him that same question. It, it's it's it seems like it's more of a Google thing than yeah. Anything. And at and at the end of the day, let's be real. Like I even remember, I was so angry, and this has nothing to do with Xbox. But remember how long it took for the YouTube app just to even update and get 4K? Like it took forever. Yeah. So it, again, a lot of this is really Google. Let's let's keep it. 100 here <laughs> no doubt man so yeah this is really cool stuff man cool history so lord dan we gotta ask you the question that we ask all the lords who enter the round i need those top five games or franchises of all time lord dan okay let's okay. go uh i i think you know I'm, I'm a huge zelda fan i think link to the past is probably still my number one game of all time wait 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 link to the past as oh, yeah. a cool- yeah. Ah, yeah. you got to talk to me about that. You need because now, are Link you to the past is a good game? Let me correct myself because my Zelda history is a little isn't blurry. that the one where you That's kill Ganon at the end of the game with uh, with um, what was it? You had to hit, hit him back with something that was not the norm that you normally don't do. I think it was the fairy catcher thing, wasn't it? Or a bottle or yeah. something like that? That's not the final final Ganon. That's the midway Ganon before you mm-hmm. go to the dark. But yes, you're, okay. you're right. So There's break us down. Why wow, that's one, one of your greats. Uh, I, I think so. It's an interesting thing. This, this got me thinking because I mentioned the strategy guide earlier. There was this Nintendo Power thing where mm-hmm. if you resubbed for a 12-month date, they sent you one of five strategy guides. There was a Mario World one, a Link to the Past one, uh, two other ones I don't remember, and then a, a one that has just a bunch of cheat codes, right? A bunch mm-hmm. of like <laughs> game codes that you could use in the game, right? Or tricks and stuff like that. And some reason my order got messed up, and I got all five guides. And so, but I followed the guide page to page on Link to the Past and did everything. 
100% every day. Yeah. And I loved every minute of it. And I've replayed that game. If you've yeah. played Between Two Worlds on uh, the 3DS, it's, it's kind of yeah, like, I love that game. I like it, right? And so, like, I, I've played those games. You know, I love Ocarina. I've beaten uh, Breath of the Wild. I have mm-hmm. in my. Uh, in my uh, basement cave, I have a poster of the one that comes with Breath of the Wild. I have like an X on all the shrines that I've completed. <laughs> my kids are always run up to me. They're like, Dad, I completed another shrine. I'm like, add it to the map, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's probably still, you know, my top go. top. That's one of your goats. Uh, all right. So we got that. What else? Give me, give me some. Give me you know, I think. I have to go back to World of Warcraft just because I spent nice. 10 million hours in that game. And it's still, to this day, just something that I I have so many amazing memories just nice. playing playing that game, you know? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. What else you got? I'd say, then it's Halo 3. Woo! You've mentioned it three times. Like, if it ain't on this list. Halo 3, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I beat it with all skulls. I, I, I played the crap out of the multiplayer. There was mm-hmm. just something just magical about that game. It just, it just worked right for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a. This will be a kind of a weird one. Probably not like this, but Soldier of Fortune Two on the PC. Okay. Is the greatest first-person shooter of all yeah. time. Whoa! What? There's dismemberment. Like a Soldier of Fortune is one of those games where there's like remember yeah. you can blow people's heads off, legs off. Yeah, that was the, the ghoul system is what it was called. But <laughs> it was the most pixel accurate first person shooter at the time. Like it was like Ooh. your cursor was literally one pixel in the center of your screen, and it was just deliciously fluid. And I probably played that. <laughs> you know, ten thousand hours, and I was in a in a guild, in a clan, whatever, and we nice. played in leagues and, and did all all kinds of stuff and so we we had a lot of fun with it um let's see oh, i'd say probably metal gear is probably my fifth which one which uh, one which I, one solid well, just the franchise my my favorite one the original so- now i played all the original metal gears but yes uh, all the revenge all all the you, you know mm-hmm. and I, I love the second original one but mm-hmm. So, uh, Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation was just the most Amazing. cinematic thing I had ever played. In yes. the last one, the last uh, Solid Five, if you haven't played that, like it's freaking great. Like, yeah, it's it's a great game. So, it was short. Though. A lot of people felt it was short. Like so, what? It was pretty short, and you know, the first hour, most people just couldn't get through because it's just crazy weird and completely different than the rest of the game. But, yes, yeah, you know, Kojima. Yeah, that's right. But those are probably. I mean, I, I did those right. I, I have so many. Like, yes, no, it's like, hard. It's hard, but it, it's hard because I have like my favorite games and IPs, and then like my favorite moments because like mm-hmm. I have to share at least one. Go for and it! Come on, let's go. I had a friend who was a little bit older than me when I was in high school mm-hmm. and he was in college and he dropped out of college with a bunch of his buddies and he started this like little business. Well, at their, they rented kind of an office space mm-hmm. and they had a land. And this was like, man, or like, you know, mid to late nineties. And they had like 17 inch monitors, which were like mm. insane at that time. Well, that's out, yeah. Speaker systems, and they had, Rainbow Six and Rose. And we would go there, and I kid you not, they had like an office table, and we would sit in the office and we would draw maps and we would talk, all right, we're gonna start here, you're gonna go here, you're gonna snipe from here, you're gonna do this. It would spend like half an hour prepping, and then we would go and like execute it. 
And I was wow. like, some of the best times, oh, right? I, I oh. love the Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six, so, yeah, yeah. tremendous yeah. history. Oh man, tremendous! I was so happy when they finally came to console. I was just like, I heard so many good things about it, and we finally got a version. Oh, wow. yeah. this is, I mean, this I'm is... looking at the icons on my desktop right now. I've got <laughs> PUBG, PUBG experimental servers. I got Rainbow Six Siege. I got Fortnite. I got oh. Battle Royale. Nice. I got World of Warcraft because I'm trying. I'm you know playing a little expansion. I I would come <laughs> back for the expansion and then walk away after a couple weeks. Yeah, I can't I can't play that World of Warcraft anymore. When I started spending real life money oh, yeah. uh, just to get some <laughs> arm braces, sure. yeah, <clears throat> had to go. The addiction is real. Shout out to uh, Lord Jets going. He had some funny stories with Lord King on that man. Classic yeah. World of Warcraft stories, man. Yeah. I, I see you guys, and it's one of those games that I know how amazing it looks and addicting, and I have to stay away because oh, I already sure. have enough I, of those. I, I, I get I have problems for sure. Oh yeah, I'm addicted. Yeah, that. yeah, I'm with you. I know. I'm with you. I hear it. I mean, I can tell you stupid things that I've done, but I will not do that today. Um, <laughs> that's why I that's because I was in college, and I remember I would get out of class, and this is silly, but I would run home. Like, literally, I am running. And, like, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, I'm, a, I'm an adult, but I would run home to play this game. Wow. And like, I've played a lot of games. I've been addicted to a lot of games. I've loved a lot of games, but I've never run home for any other thing. <laughs> right? like, that lets you know, man. And I see it, man. Like I said, I listen to King. I listen to, you know, Lord Jess Gordon and, and, and all these, you know, the World of Warcraft fan base. And it's it's such a powerful effect on gamers. And oh, it yeah. really was something. And it still is. You know what I'm saying? Like, just one of the most addictive games. And it, it keeps I tried to so get Lord Sovereign indoctrinated and you know like anytime you you share a drug you try to pass it off that's to the right, next person right. so they can get this. in with you right <laughs> try this right and i listen i set up his world he made a paddling i remember all of it i remember i was grinding with him i was like okay so you're gonna go here and you're gonna go here follow me and i had this warrior that was like level 50 and he was just starting out so i was going in there killing stuff in his dungeon with him i was like don't worry just stay back you'll love it you have a great time he was like i'm not doing this with you because i was playing like 12 hours a day <laughs> i played i think i played a total of like 10 hours and i'm like nah man i'm good i'm done don't worry about it <laughs> I, think, I think it's the when you discovered it for yourself yeah it was just it's the most amazing thing because i had the same thing where i tried to bring a bunch of people and they were like but because you're doing all the work for them like, eh, i don't get it you know but that's, that's why i'm always like that's why I like games that push them out. Like I had played Ultima and EverQuest yeah, and, yes. before, but World of Warcraft really kind of set it set it up for me. And that's why I always get excited when the Division and Destiny and Anthem. Yep, that's like, mine. Hey, just keep pushing. Just keep pushing. So one day we have this game where like. 10 million of us are all playing together and it's absolutely just game, you know yep that's what destiny represents for me exactly what you said wow tremendous five now i know you're a pc gamer primarily now you know for the most part well that's a lot of your history was that yep. but as far as the game consoles right yeah give me the top five there and what let's go well, it's the top console five. games or console, no, console no. systems systems console oh, systems. yeah it's tough I mean, nah, I gotta say, is Super mm -hmm. Nintendo is my favorite console. Yeah, that's the one you bought. Yeah, that's the one I bought myself. That's the one I probably spend the most time. No, uh, no. I think the 360 is probably the next one for me, oh, just because of course. Game 3 and 
you know, the GTA and mm-hmm. just and that Forza you worked on. That's right. All the Forza <laughs> games. That was um, on time. <laughs> and, and, and budget. That's right. That's right. Remember that. Puppy test That's right. Um, I'd probably say the original Nintendo after that, just yes. the sheer okay. amount of hours. Like, you know, now we have this concept of screen time with our kids, right? Like, mm-hmm. get on the screen or, Dad, can I get on? The, can I have some screen time? <laughs> like, there wasn't any of that back then. Like, our parents just had no idea. Like, I would spend, mm-hmm. like, my mom would like, I'd be heading to school. She's like, You look really tired. I'm like, no, nah, I'm fine. I can sleep. We've done the all that. We've done the all that. We know uh, about the bloody eye, Lord Sal. One Nintendo story is this is, this is awesome. Let's go, so let's I go. grew up in a super small town in Quebec, Canada. Canada. And my cousin and I, and this is a town where you could just, as an eight year old kid, you can go anywhere. You ride your bike anywhere and do everything. Mm-hmm. We would get up on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. We would drive to like a Fifth Avenue, just just mm-hmm. to be clear, it's like six stores that you've never heard of, and we would go to each store and say, "Hey, it's Saturday. It's the same thing as always. We need two dollars and fifty cents between us. Mm-hmm. Is there any work we can do?" And they would like have a stock stuff or do something. We're like eight, and mm-hmm. we would go to the a corner store that had rental games for two dollars. Mm-hmm. We would rent whatever game the guy said we should get. And then we'd go to Dairy Queen and each get a $25 ah, code. Dairy Queen, let's go. And then, and then had to play. And so we would rent just garbage games, right? <laughs> Whatever was the game we haven't played. But we played that game for 10 hours, no matter how bad it was. You right? got the so most at that rental. Let's go. And, and here's a, here's a, a, another fun side story. There was uh-huh. a helicopter game, uh-huh. a side-scrolling helicopter game. I don't remember the name of it. Okay. But – I didn't speak English. I learned English when I was 10. I spoke oh, French wow. in Quebec. Oh, and we would always try to browse the manuals, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> we could not get past the first level of this game. And we played what? for five freaking hours. And we're like, what is wrong with us? Like, we're good. We know what we're doing. What, what system was what this? What system was it on? Because I know a lot. This was Nintendo. The original Nintendo. It was a chopper. Was it Choplifter? No. Choplifter only came. I don't think came from Nintendo. That was a Sega. Yeah, that was yeah. Sega. Oh, yeah, only yeah, one I was thinking. Thunderblade yeah. Thunder wasn't. Yeah. I, it, it was now much like that. Mm-hmm. And here's the craziest part: they did something that no other game did. The what? select button was a usable button in the game. Wow! Rotated the helicopter 180 degrees. Degrees, so you go scroll left, right. Yeah, wow! Exactly. And we're like. How can we can't go back there? What are they talking about? There's no way to go backwards. And we were just so furious. Wow. My grandma, who spoke English, were like, Grandma, can you read this book for us? And she read it and she's like, Is there any way to go back? And she's like, it didn't say that I'm like rotating anything. She's like, Well, yeah, you can rotate it by pressing select. Like, select like, ah! that. <laughs> that is an awesome story. Because to be honest, grandma that, saved the day. Grandma <laughs> saved the day. That's that's actually unique because we are not too many yeah, games no, utilize that button. Like, select for, for was to go to player two in yes. That's <laughs> it. It, it really didn't have any functionality outside. You are correct. We gotta get the name of that game. Like you've got me yeah, intrigued. I'll, I'll, I gotta look for it too. There was a, like a mode do. seven game, like to, to be able to turn it around. So it was it used mode seven or it was just, just to no, do that? No, he said it was side scrolling because he's yeah, saying what 180 degrees. So think think. What was it? What was the game when you picked up the pass? Was it like Choplifter? Choplifter. Right. So it's think that, and then when you're scrolling right, you have to press select and then scroll left to go back. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm looking that's, right now. That's crazy. I'll try to find it. Yeah, we'll find it. That, that's a good story. So you got NES, Super NES. 
what I'm saying? You got 360. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, I mean, I probably Atari, right? Like, okay. that's mm-hmm. your first. just first one, so mm-hmm. much nostalgia there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, one more. I'd say 64. Ooh. The okay. just because it changed everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. we would be playing. Like Halo yep. would never have happened without Mario and without yeah. uh, Goldeneye. And, you know, it's yep. an interesting thing because when Goldeneye came out, I was playing Quake. Mm-hmm. And I was playing with 40 people, right? Like 20 mm-hmm. on 20. Yep. And it was awesome. And then with my friends, which I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have Goldeneye yet. They're like, dude, you got to try Goldeneye. And I went to the house. I'm like, really? Once I got into it, uh-huh. I played you know, big head paintball mode for what, like 10 minutes? Nice. 64 is what I mean. It was so, so many things with 64, man. Not only was it, quote me if I'm right, um, guys, it was the like the 64, didn't it debut the four player tap kind of embedded inside the system? Yeah, yeah, it was and, all the way inside. Yeah, yeah, 64 also had, wasn't it the debut of the analog stick in gaming, yeah. in console gaming? Like it, yeah, it, 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 the single, yeah. uh, the single mm. stick that broke after about a couple of hundred hours. <laughs> yeah, he like you, you had to get that. You had to get the next controller. I mean, because like it always like the rough style, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the whole thing of four screens. It, they were able to do the four yes. screens moving at a decent frame rate, yes. and it was you know we all could game the together. Launchers or the remote buys. Oh yeah, it was done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> frame rate went out the window. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, tremendous, tremendous history, man. We could talk game with you forever. <laughs> like, dude, like, I, you know, I didn't put the one on there, but like, man, my Scorpio in the games now today, like, I love it. I spend so much time on it, and it's great. Um, but you know, I'd say that's probably my yeah. Favorite. These are the classics, man. That's I hate man. Tremendous history, man. Thanks for asking those questions. We're gonna get into the show and what the lords are playing. So, um, let's get into Lord Dan. Like, what are you playing recently? Like, right now? Like, what what, what you playing? Yeah, so I'm playing Madden uh, 19 with my nice. son. Play nice. a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's your team? Was uh, I'm going with Seahawks. I, you know, I grew up a, a Browns fan, which is oh, the pain. Good, but, oh, uh, oh. I so now I'm just, you know, I've been here for 13, 15 years. So uh, we play as the Seahawks. No doubt. Uh, I'm still playing a lot of uh, PUBG. I still, mm. still. There we go. I play Fortnite with my kids mm-hmm. uh, sometimes. And then I, you know, I got into the World of Warcraft expansion. Like I always play the expansion. Mm. So that's taking most of my pieces right, right now. No doubt, uh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. No doubt. Lord Attic, what you playing, man? We won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what he's playing. <laughs> yeah, what is Colossus, but we Shout won't go into my opinions on this game. Right. The young Lord is not a fan <laughs> of the control scheme, and he's completely new to him, but I understand. I'm, I'm going to back him up on that one, by the way. Ooh! Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> I love Shadow of the Colossus. In the remake, oh, the, the, the controls suck. <laughs> no, the game sucks. No, not no, no. Oh, God. Let's get through what he's playing, please. <laughs> Lord, so what are you doing? I've been playing a little Destiny, a little Ooh, bit. Lord. Thank you. <laughs> he's, he was busy doing other things, so I went to the other lords. In, I'm going to clarify this, guys. I'm going to clarify this. I'm going to let him say his segment because I don't want to step on his toes. <laughs> but I was online. I said I'd be online. I was online. 
So I did that. It was confirmed. I put up a Twitter screenshot, y'all. Seeing Lord Sovereign online is like seeing Haley's Comet. So when you exactly. see these moments, you tell your children that you saw this, and I screenshotted it. So it is true. <laughs> <laughs> Look, King. So oh, I'm oh, sorry, Sof. And, 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 and that, that damn Dead Cells. Oh, mm. man. Oh, that's yeah, like I saw you playing, man. Yeah. That's, that's nice. crack. That's nice. That's crazy. That's what's up. Oh, Lord Singh is on you again. No bomb chicken. Lord Fraud is lying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lord Fraud. That bomb is. Forever. <laughs> La I Dizzy. Solve doesn't exist. Yo, they're going in. <laughs> Look, King, what you been playing this week, man? All right. This is where I'm going to debut a new segment. It's called the Fraud Alert. All right. And, um,. I'm 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 gonna give you the fraud alert and these uh these suspects this week is on alert. Um, first first we're gonna start with myself. Um, oh, Lord King, Lord mm. King is a fraud. Which is fraud? Uh, 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 all right, let me give it out there. Let me give a shout out to Lord Tactical, Lord Microphilia, and Lord Hardcore for taking me to do trials of the nine. Oh and, boy. Yes, my ignorance in thinking that I was able to do Iron Banner and jump over to Trials oh. of the Nine like I was a nice dude. Uh, Lord King is a fraud. Let me tell you that right now. I got into that Trials, and these guys did their best. We got the one match. We got the one win. We went to the little tower. They was like, yo, check it out. It's beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, I got this. We continue, We went to the next match and got thoroughly wiped out. <laughs> Yo, Trials and Destiny is a whole different beast. It really it's is. It's like, it, you know, yo, y'all yo, yo got these cars, right? You know, mm -hmm. everybody has cars, and some cars have a thing called sports mode, right? Mm -hmm. Destiny, I'm driving in casual lane, right? <laughs> I hit sports mode by jumping in <laughs> Trials of the Nine, and I got thoroughly thrashed and trashed. And I said, you know what? I said, yo, let me change my character. I see what they doing. Let's flip yes. it. Let's get it. I went and I changed to my hunter. Same effect. Nothing else changed. Bro, <laughs> I, I was like, yo, listen, I'm holding I'm holding you guys back. I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm going to get out of here. Yes. I ran with my tail between my legs. Next fraud. <laughs> Next fraud. I'm going to give a shout out to a relative native. Uh -oh. Shout out fraud. Oh, oh. You, you, you my friend. Yes, sir. You, my friend, are super fraud because we were playing in a game of PUBG. We was down to the 12 people. And he goes, bruh, I'm sorry to do this to you, but I got to go. <laughs> I said, I said, huh? He's like, yeah, I got, I got real life family thing. I don't understand real life family thing, but I came in three. And I believe if you was there, I would have definitely got my the chicken dinner. So shout out to you. Personal issues because of PUBG. No, you <laughs> PUBG to the death. Oh, <laughs> forget your kids. Forget your life. We need this chicken dinner. <laughs> uh, Lord Sovereign, fraud. Uh, he walked in. He said, hi, I'm on Destiny. Goodbye. Won't see you again. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I would call uh, Super Fraud on oh Lord Brap. I oh, would call him man. super forward on Lord Brap, but I'm not gonna. I can't because we actually were in PUBG. We he actually yeah. picked up this plaque from a relative, but <laughs> I gotta say slight fraud uh -huh. on. 
the uh, the um the destiny because he was supposed to play all week. My when when you say you're gonna play with me, I'm thinking you're gonna play with me like you're gonna play like we're gonna play. <laughs> we're gonna get it done. Uh, but they idea of playing games is probably like twice or three times a week. So <laughs> that's not my idea. So that's the fraud alert this okay. week, and that's what I've been playing. No doubt, no doubt. Man, shout out to Luke <laughs> the Lord King fraud alert. I like that. So yeah, for me it's just, yeah destiny two as usual. I just got the, you know my solstice gear. Just finishing up the master works um fantastic escalation protocol run last night got a shout out some lords lord tactical punk dish gaming was in the building sinister kaibatsu oh. i forgot you in the tweet do not kill me because he gets all bad when i forget to tweet him and need my screenshots lord j funds lord zero tug was in the building and salute to the newest members of the iop clan my PUBG of our pbg brethren lord dizzy oh. lord report they are now officially ilp clan so make sure you show them some proper love and if you see them out on xbox live please please reach out you know what i'm saying and um outside of that a little switch and uh to the dismay of all my monster hunter fans who urged me to get <laughs> monster hunting world i got monster hunter the um ultimate edition <laughs> or revelations ultimate on switch because obviously i'm on the go i'm at work a lot so that type of game would suit perfectly there so i want to shout out lord of foggy zombie like richard foggy from um undead labs man he gave me some good advice i'm messing around with the weapons i'm trying to find my way you know what i mean baby noob Monster Hunter. So that's me. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to know since you jumped into the, like the hardest of the hardest core mm -hmm. of the Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I did. How um, did you like it? You know what's funny? <laughs> like at first, I I had a misconception of the game. Like I didn't know. Like at least the way the one on Switch was. Like it's like separate hunts. So you go yeah. around and then you got your little two dudes or whatever, whatever. So right now, I think I'm kind of focused more on a long range style right now because me with that broadsword thing, it's just not working. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm wrestling with that, you know what I'm saying? Getting my first kills and all that. So I'm actually liking it because it's perfect for me on the go, which is what I try to explain. Like at home, you know, Lord Dan, I have too many time consuming games and destiny is one of them you know so i knew at home i'm not gonna play that game you know as much as and give it the attention it should so that's pretty much what i did so let's get into this poll let's get this thing moving on so last week's poll res results are in and the people have spoken to the question in lieu of the recent plagiarism issues by a former editor at ign whom do you hold most responsible the winner at 59% in a fairly convincing four-way ILP poll is the former editor stole on his own accord group. Coming in at second place at only 24% was the You Can't Trust the Bias Media Group. <laughs> at first place at 9% of the vote was the IGN didn't properly vet the edited group. So um, and actually, and in a very close last place at 8%. <laughs> as the IGN needs to pay their employees more. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks to all the lords who participated in last week's poll. Lord Dan, I know you're trying to stay clear of controversy, but uh, what do you think about <laughs> the poll? Uh, yeah, you know. I... <laughs> <laughs> the floor is lava. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> So fair enough. He, he just agrees with what the poll said. We won't get the Lord in trouble. All right. So um, let's get into these topics. So instead of what we normally do, we were saying at the ILP, we got the special guest, Lord Dan, the inventor, the man. So um, pretty much what we're going to do is do a special. We're going to bring back uh, Ask Your Lord and do like a special Q&A with Lord Dan. So I'm going to set it off and just start with the basics. So like Lord Dan, like as the head of Xbox Live, like 
the being that they had, like, what's the day-to-day life like? What is like, what does that entail? And the, the second part of that question is, what do you think is the biggest misconception gamers have about how Xbox Live works? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the data, day-to-day is, uh, it's, it's very big company, corporate meetings and, and things like that. But, you know, I think it, it consists of kind of two halves, the stability and uh, scalability of the service, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, we want to make sure holidays awesome for everyone. We want to make sure as yeah. new people come on, it's a great experience as we mm-hmm. do more within gaming with mm-hmm. Mixer and all of these other things that we have capability to support, you know, more mm-hmm. and more users. Mm-hmm. And then the other half is spending on, hey, what can, what do our gamers want? What can mm-hmm. we improve for them? What features can we do for them? What things mm-hmm. do we need to do? Mm-hmm. And as a global service, right, we have to take into account lots of different things. And so my day-to-day really is about, you know, reviewing a lot of ideas and kind of uh, unblocking things, making sure we prioritize things correctly, mm. uh, you know, looking at everything from legal to PR to marketing mm. to business to, you know, how will this affect our business? You know, at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, pretty expensive thing to keep running for for our mm-hmm. gamers mm-hmm. Uh, but something that we're we're really proud of and something that we really uh mm-hmm. you know want to uh, continue driving innovation in uh, mm-hmm. so i think from a misconception perspective yes uh i think you know lord damn my xbox live down fix it <laughs> yeah. misconception is probably that it's a lot more complex than people think. It, it was mm. more complex than I even thought mm. I was inside there just because we all do it at a small scale. Like, hey, right. I hooked up my network. I got my four computers working for my LAN party, right? Yeah, absolutely. But like, you know, when you have mm-hmm. millions of people hammering your service, when you have a bunch of hackers try to break down your service mm-hmm. for some reason, when you have, you know, Lots of different types of games, lots of different types of uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we want to keep things, you know, people's privacy settings need to be right. All of these Absolutely. types of things. It's an extremely complex service that has to work mm-hmm. across the world. And mm-hmm. we're gamers. We're not patient. Right? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't yeah. work right now, mm-hmm. we're upset. And so it's got to be fast. It's got to be reliable. Absolutely. So I think just a misconception is, the amount of people that are working and tweaking mm-hmm. on the actual service itself to always make it better and faster mm-hmm. is pretty daunting when you look at everything that's done. Mm-hmm. And it makes me just think about how crazy something like Facebook must be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just, just the scale. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you guys don't get enough credit. I mean, obviously, listen, networks go down, things happen, you know, but again, you know, for the most part, you know, we recognize you guys as the premier online platform for gamers. You, you know, what I mean, absolutely. And I mean, and the history really, you know, extends itself, and that is much appreciated. The second question I have, and then I'll open it up to the floor. These are the only two I got to selfishly ask. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, besides network stability, which always, obviously, we know has been a strength. You know, there's also these cool feature sets you have, and one of them obviously was the like the ability to change your gamer tag, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, like it's very important because and it's giving you guys kind of edge over the competition. So my question pertains to the process behind gamer tag retention. Like, how long is an older gamer tag kind of like held in the system before it's considered idled? 
and like kind of similar and re-released back out, like kind of similar to what you guys did in like 2011, 2016, where there was like all these unused, you yeah, know, yeah, gamer yeah. tags and stuff like that. Cause my boy, my boy gaming addict is hurting right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> he was he's, he's room to kill on Xbox. He wants to change his tag. He wants to be a lord. And, and apparently, I guess someone is idle. So how does that process work? Yeah, it's a good question. So the press has changed a bunch of times over the years. And truthfully, between us and everyone that is listening, I guess. <laughs> it's between us. No one knows. No one knows. The millions and millions of yeah, followers. We don't have any. No, no one listens to us. This is actually a hot topic right now because we, we've been looking at the stats of how long someone takes to create a gamer tag. Right. And right. – you know, we've looked at the trends. So now everyone has numbers in their gamer tags, which is probably not what they want. They're spending a lot of time finding the gamer tag. Like most people are landing on the gamer tag that they stick with after like 10 to 15 tries, which mm. is terrible because that's 10 things that they probably wish that they would have had before right. what they ended up with. And so, right. you know, Battle.net, mm-hmm. Discord, they've done a different route on, on, on UD tags with numbers okay. and, and things like that with, with hashtags. And so we're looking right now at what could we do in the future to kind of make this awesome for everyone while still celebrating those that have their OG tag, right? Facts. So we want to make sure that, that, that we do a good job there. So mm-hmm. right now that we have different policies, but mm-hmm. truthfully, those are all need to change and be updated to kind of accommodate for this mm-hmm. bigger – uh, system that we that we want to do as a, a an overhaul, and so okay. today it's kind of we mm-hmm. do some broad sweeping strokes of mm-hmm. idle users. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we do some you know one to one basis, but oh, all of that uh, is one to one basis as in uh, room to kill can get his, his game attack change right now. <laughs> yeah, kidding. it's difficult. Like th- those are the like, super expensive ones that we do for like uh-huh. you know ninja. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> but my boy is big, man. He, he... Oh, we get it. We get it. We get it. And so, you know, there's you know, a lot of times, too, I think people think, oh, the network owners are greedy. PlayStation charges for this. We charge for this. Blizzard charges for this. And truthfully, it's the infrastructure cost to do some of these changes or what's established, very easy, but the the per user basis ones, sometimes the manual process can be very hard when it's mm-hmm. someone else is using it and we need to go and make sure, you know, we're not creating frustration with other users as well. So right. you'll see some good changes coming in, in the new future. All right. Nice. You got to add this hope. Could be some changes on the way. We like that. That's that's positive. That's what's up. So I'm um, opening it up. Uh, anybody could jump in with questions. Yes. I got a ton. My, keep running. Yeah. My, my, my question is, uh, are you really looking forward to the next systems? Because I understand the limitations of this system as far as the CPU power. Does that affect the Xbox Live? Uh, because I would like to do like 50 man raids, right? Yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm from World of Warcraft. You want a double 20. Well, you know, I'm, I'm used to World of Warcraft. Mm. And when when he I know when he plays World of Warcraft, fifty man raids is absolutely nothing. You get a fifty man team, twenty five man team, and y'all get to go in and y'all go inside. So that stuff is possible, and I know that's possible because of the CPU power of the PC. I want to know: is it the infrastructure of how Xbox Live is structured that has the limitations for that? Uh, per se, or is it uh, the CPU power of the systems? Yeah, it's a good question. But if you think about 
the CPUs that you used to play 50 man raids when World of Warcraft came out. Trust me, the Xbox One CPU is much better than those. I, mean, I played, you know, World of Warcraft in 2003 on my who knows what back then, right? Like a right. garbage CPU, right? <laughs> No, it's it's less that, and it's less the service as well. Like we we'd be totally happy with having fifty man raids. It's really the developer, the, the console developers, that just hasn't been a thing. They got to make the fifty raid things before you guys are like, you know what? They're having fifty right. raid parties, so we might as well have it up ours to fifty. No, absolutely. Right. It's mm-hmm. just a. It's more of just the console games just haven't been headed that direction i'm hoping anthem and and other games will start to push that mode but there's really nothing on the console that's stopping them from doing that Mm, that's a good that's a good thing i I guess um to expound on lord king's point what about like look i I think like PUBG, right that's under control for microsoft right now like how amazing would it be like to have your own server of just you know the hundred of people you know you know what I'm saying? Like a private thing. Like that to me would be so cool if they ever thought about implementing well, it. Is that more of a blue hole thing? It, it 100% is, right? Like, so okay. I, I I have a good relationship with blue hole and I'm a a partner. And so I'm able nice. to create custom service. Well, I guess now everyone can do it on PUBG. So, but mm-hmm. I used to be able to do it. And so we would do that where we would run a person PUBG matches. <sighs> Our, our, our thing. So that's a feature they could just bring to the call. Oh, you're giving me hope. That yeah, excites yeah, yeah, yeah. me. Nice, absolutely. That Lord Attic, you got any uh, question? Yeah, I do have a quick question when it comes to you know, obviously, uh, from time to time, it doesn't really happen a whole lot, but from time to time, Xbox Live does have a little hiccups with you know, party systems sometimes having trouble logging in. When stuff like that hits the fan, what's the process? Yeah, so we have some pretty awesome tools that uh alert us, and so there's lots of things that happen. And there's always people that are on call. So think of them like they pretty much have pagers. Uh, it, it's someone's <laughs> every time of the day. Are you one of the people and, with the pagers? I'm not. I wouldn't be able to do anything with it afterwards, right? So we need people that uh, that are experts in these stuff. So what, what happens is, or automated stuff will kick off notifications. Hey, we're seeing some dropouts or we're seeing some of this. Someone should look into it. The first thing those people will do is look at some of our tools. And our tools are plugged into everything. Mm-hmm. The network stack, Twitter tweets mm-hmm. about it, see uh, calls to our call centers, mm-hmm. all of those things. So you'll see spikes like, hey, lots of people are calling, lots of people are tweeting, mm-hmm. lots of people do this. Something's up. Mm-hmm. And all that happens in, within minutes. Wow. At that point, a call is created, a bridge is created, much like this Google Hangout thing that we're doing right now. And mm-hmm. people jump into this and like, hey, what do you think it is? What do we see? What mm-hmm. is the data telling us? Mm-hmm. All right, let's wake some people up. Nice. And start that's my job. Some <laughs> of these issues, right? And so yeah. it's, uh, it's, it, it, that's kind of the process. And then it's like, all right, well, let PR know. Let's release a tweet. We know what the issue is. We're looking into it. Uh, and then we go and, and address it. And then... Once the issue is addressed, and lots of emails internally that get escalated and they're all formatted awesome when it started, when it finished, what the root cause was, all the charts and graphs and all of this stuff. And then the next week, by the next Friday, a large document goes out saying, 
Here's what the issue was. Here's mm-hmm. what was mitigated. Here's what we're going to do so it never happens again. Nice. Here's the process we're going to put in place to further mitigate it, those types of things. And so it's, you know, it, it, truthfully, services like this mm-hmm. have issues all the time. Mm-hmm. Non-stop. And some yep. of them, I'd say 90, 99% of the issues mm-hmm. never are shown to a user. Like you mm-hmm. never see it, right? Because right. there's just little things, but that's just, uh, 80 large scale, right? Like I remember mm-hmm. reading something about Google search results fail like one out of like 10,000 times or something, but like mm-hmm. they, they recover and they give you something. Well, mm-hmm. there's billions of people searching. So that means, you know, thousands mm-hmm. of them fail every day, but you don't see it because they recover. And so we do a lot of those types of things mm-hmm. where, you know, you maybe didn't get it, you know, the right thing, or it maybe took a second longer than we'd like to. To us, that's a failure. But to you, it's right. like, oh, whatever. It was yeah, a whatever. Yeah. It took a second, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's all kinds of different failures. The mm-hmm. highest ones, those are the ones that get lots of emails, lots of text mm-hmm. messages go out. Those are the ones where, like, mm-hmm. users can't log in, or yeah. users got knocked out of a game, or those types of yeah, things. Yeah, those get addressed. I mean, they all get addressed extremely fast, but those are the ones that a lot more people get woken up, mm-hmm. and you know, we got to go do that. So right now, this is the time where we do our most pre-holiday stuff. Like we want to make sure holidays also. Because right, you're ready for that rush. Like yeah. I, I'm going to be playing Battlefield. I'm going to be playing Red Dead. Like I don't want to go down either, right? So right. We imagine, imagine from your standpoint, you're playing on Xbox. and oh, yeah. oh, I know what's about to happen. Dude, that's right. If you've ever done any uh, home remodeling yourself, you see all the imperfections of everything you've done, right? Right. That's it's exactly the same way. Like any time anything happens, I'm just like, gosh dang it! <laughs> Whatever it is, just yeah. it's a thousand times more frustrating. What's your only thing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. And and that affects like sometimes when you see that message, sometimes like Xbox Live core services down. Like is that kind of like one of those super high priority things yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as the scale? Okay, gotcha. And, you know, it's a very complex thing. Everything from identity to site in yeah. to your profile to then all mm-hmm. the networking that we do with other partners and other games. And like you know, it, the 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 times when it's truly the Xbox Live services mm-hmm. issue is. Mm-hmm. You know, one of many, right? Like it's it, it, there's just so many complex things, right? So it's like, oh, uh, the operating system need to update, or this third party thing that runs on this edge server that lets you mm. run a, a gateway from, you know, India to this for those gamers to have a good experience had mm. a problem, right? Like it's there's so many, it's such a complex thing that. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. Yeah, absolutely. What's going to happen, right? So many factors, so many variables. Completely, really understand what you're saying. Let me it, get up. I'll I'm give sorry, one please? last example. Sure, this please do. Of, mm-hmm. Look at, and I'll go back to World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft released last Monday. The mm-hmm. expansion after 15 years. This is yep. the whatever eighth expansion or whatever it is. And look at that. It was the worst release they've had in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> There's people that couldn't play for the first two days. You know, servers kept going down, all of that. This is Blizzard, the gods of doing this. They've been doing it for 15 years. And so it's just to show that, like, nothing against them. It's just a very complex thing. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, things just go go sideways sometimes. No, I hate you, man. I hate you. Because, like I said, you know, it's funny to see the Twitter rhetoric sometimes. It's like, oh, Uh 
I can't believe it's down. This is supposed to be the best network. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's good to hear someone from behind the scenes, uh, you know, break it down for us too, so we can explain but, you know, yeah. what's but really going it, on. Right? Because it's to us, it's it's a job, but it's it's what we do as well, right? So Absolutely. we get it, right? Like I just worked a nine to five. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go home. What do I want to do? I want to game, and if if I can't. Mm -hmm. that's that's extremely frustrating right like that's mm -hmm. that's like imagine it's like when you go to a movie the, and I, this has only happened to me once mm -hmm. you're at the movies you're sitting there you paid you got your popcorn and the mm -hmm. screen goes black or something yeah like, oh god like, no thank you right it's just yeah. like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> no thank you no you gotta assume that black screen's part of the film that's right <laughs> Now, Lord Saul, you're up, man. You got a question for Lord Dan. Yeah, well, my question's more big picture. Like, um, mm -hmm. we know that these next consoles are coming within the next few years. Mm -hmm. And we know there's been talk that uh, streaming is going to be sort of an integral part of, of what these next consoles, generation of consoles, especially Xbox, um, brings to the table. So my question to you is, how does Xbox Live have to evolve to support that sort of stuff? Is that, is that, I mean, I, I know it must be very exciting, but it must be something that, that it's a huge task to undertake. So how does Xbox Live look in, in 2020? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think Fortnite really exposed the stage that all that both us, PlayStation, everyone else have been working on in the background. Like we all know cross play, cross connection, play a yeah, game, whatever go. you have mm -hmm. with whoever you want is where we all want to get. Right. Like yep. And so, I think place. Uh, I mean, uh, Fortnite just exposed it a little earlier than than we had anticipated to everyone, which I think is great because it then pushes everyone in the right direction. And so, mm -hmm. I think in 2020, there's a lot less. Oh, you play on that. Oh, you don't have a PC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Reach your friends. Like I think it's more. Let's game tonight. Like nice. I have a, a good example of pre Fortnite for me was. I'm on my PC and I was working mm -hmm. and Phil Spencer, the, the head of Xbox, sent an invite for CFTs. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I accept it. I start mm -hmm. playing CFTs on my PC and we're talking and we're 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 on our boat and we're doing our things. Mm -hmm. And someone in our party says, Hey, how do you pick this up? And mm -hmm. Phil said, Well, you press Y. And right then it hit me in my head. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're on the console. Right. Mm -hmm. it, I hadn't even connected it. Like mm -hmm. I, it never even crossed my mind. It didn't matter. We were having fun. We, it sounded great. It played great, mm -hmm. and that was magical, right? Like right. that's what we all want. Is that like, what do you have a switch? Right. What do you have a TV? Mm -hmm. oh, you have a laptop? You have whatever? Who cares? Right? Yes. Like let's just play together. Like, yes. So that's that's what I see the future. It's just less boundaries. Mm -hmm. oh, that is my whole crust that's pure gaming that is who did that for you hashtag Phil yeah. shout out to Lord King we, we affectionately call Phil Lord, Xbox only begotten son our lord and savior yes. <laughs> Phil Spencer Phil we appreciate you and respect you because this is this is King's vision he's been preaching it for a long time and that's what it's about like bringing gamers together and, and that cross play and things of that nature is great so I just want to Double down on Sav's question because Sav is so good, he always takes my questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, like, you know, obviously, I know you can't comment on the rumors, right? You know what I'm saying? Because obviously, you're working on what you're working on. But yep. in reference to, obviously, one of them is a dedicated streaming console. And what, what we hear, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So in regards to how, like, the network speeds are evolving and streaming is currently handled by, like, Mixer, which is, like, extremely low latency. You know what yep. I'm saying? In my opinion, superior to Twitch, but that's just me. But um, so, like, how far down the road do you anticipate a future where Xbox Live could possibly handle streaming video games. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a lot of interesting infrastructure, right? Like as we look at how do we accommodate hundreds of millions of people on whatever endpoints that there are, mm -hmm. there's a lot of work that just needs to happen just to be able to stay up and stay fast, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what they're doing. I think game streaming is a whole other system of uh, – infrastructure that needs to be created that's kind of side to xbox Live. I mean, we have a dedicated team that is thinking about all of that stuff and then how it connects with us is kind of the magic sauce that we kind of bring to the table and so i think you know there's there's a lot of innovation like i mean think about your iphone or whatever device that you have now five years ago right mm -hmm. like the features it had compared to what it has today facts like five years is insane right so our technology today is increasingly exp is is increasing exponentially, and so we 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 keep trying to think about like, okay, here's what people are doing today. What are they doing five years from now? And five years is so crazy to think about. Like five years ago, if I would said, "Could you play an awesome AAA first person shooter on your cell phone?" People would have laughed you out of the room. Right now, no problem, right? And so. Five years from now, well, what aren't you doing on whatever mm -hmm. you want, right? And so, so I think it's it's those types of things of like we just try to establish, like mm -hmm. I'll just keep using that word, like infrastructure that's mm -hmm. so open and mm -hmm. malleable, so that whatever crazy new thing our product teams dream up, we're just mm -hmm. available for them, right? Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the way that we think about, it. and then working with developers. And publishers to talk about like, hey, what do you think about? What's that crazy new game you want to work that, mm -hmm. that's going to take five years to release? What mm -hmm. new tech do you need to support that? And let's mm -hmm. go out there and support you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. I got more. Come, come on, Lords, because if you y'all let me run the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I, I I I got exactly what you know I wanted from the okay. A personal. Yeah question for Dan. I know that like you're an inventor and you have patents and a lot of your yeah, patents yeah. seem to be just are all of your patents Microsoft related or you have stuff that you've done worked on yourself that you try to patent apart from Microsoft? I haven't. I mean, I've worked on other stuff. I've released some iOS and Android games. I'm not going to tell you the names of. But no, all of my patents are Connect games and holidays related, and they're all nice. owned wow. by my nice. inventor on them. Yeah, that's what's okay. up. All right. So um, I want to get into actually interaction with other teams at Microsoft. So what teams do you tend to interact with the most? Like maybe the platform team, any interaction also yeah, with, yeah. A, with a friend to the realm, Lord Bill Stillwell from the backward compatibility team and just interactions like even uh, with, you know, Lord Mikey Barra and, uh, and Phil Spencer, like how often are you interacting with your role? Yeah. So Mike's my boss. And so I see him every mm -hmm. day. Uh, he sits, you know, like four or five offices from mine, so it's hard to avoid him. Yeah, and uh, you know, so we have 
lots of weekly meetings together mm-hmm. and we see each other a lot. Phil nice. is probably more like every other week. I probably have some meetings okay. with him, uh, but at least, you know, multiple times a month. Nice. And then, you know, I really interact a lot with the Game Pass team, the Mixer nice. team, oh, nice. the, the hardware platform team, nice. you know, everything from enforcement to PR to marketing to legal, all of that stuff is like my daily mm-hmm. job. So I interact with all of those teams. So, mm-hmm. you know, in our business and so mm-hmm. if it's Xbox, mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, you know, I'm talking with those people. I probably meet with folks from the studios at least, you know, a couple times a month mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of, you know, see what, what they're working Seems on well. and, and how we can better work together. Gotcha. And then our third party team as well on, mm-hmm. you know, the big titles that are coming out this holiday, making sure nice. we're ready for them, make nice. sure that they have everything they need. Nice. So it's kind of, you know, Xbox Live is kind of the, the center of it all. And so we mm-hmm. kind of, Okay. No, I hear you. You're, you're, yeah, I, I, I figured you probably interacted with so much. So, uh, any love for the back of yeah. team? Obviously, they announced t- t- titles and stuff like that. And- yeah, I mean, I, I love the back of Pat team. Uh, you know, I, I talked with them a lot. Like, they're they're focused on a lot of uh, cool new stuff that's coming out too. So, mm-hmm. we're working on the uh, with them on that. And uh, nice. you know, there's, there's a lot of and- fun stuff happening. Were there any issues as far as the infrastructure? Because one thing I thought was really cool and you guys don't get enough credit for is that whole connection between 360 and Xbox One and getting it to be on the same network and getting us to recognize the achievements and purchases and all of that. That's why I really salute those guys like, you know, Bill Still and those guys, because, you know, a lot of other platforms aren't doing that. You know, it's almost like a no game, no feature left behind kind of thing. They did a great job. Like when you're, we actually had a discussion about this this week because of Mm -hmm. how we count people on our networks, that when someone is playing a 360 game on their Xbox One, Mm -hmm. to our system, you're you're playing on your 360. Like there's no difference Mm -hmm. to the user and truthfully to our backend. Like we know just because of how you got into it, but it's just Mm -hmm. an interesting, uh, you know, just the way that's made. It's like, it's a full simulation which is awesome nice yeah. nice nice anyone jumping in yeah. run his mouth. <laughs> question, question question just expanding a little bit um mm-hmm. and a question from the chat they want to know mm-hmm. uh like what's what's the excitement level at microsoft around like these new studio acquisitions and and, and you know from your interactions with these studios like what what's the general excitement level about what's to come and, and you know that you know being the, the new IP, new games coming, and then, you know, obviously the hardware, the new hardware coming down the pipeline. What's the general feeling around this stuff? Yeah, everyone is is super pumped, right? Like, I think it's it's really just showing that, like, hey, we're we're for real. Like, this is, yeah. this, we're not we're not slowing down. We're, exactly. we're increasing. And so, I think, you know, everyone is just pumped. Right? Like, I just, I love games. I love mm-hmm. more games. And so, the more we could do to bring more together, you know, we're just going to continue doing that. And so, I think everyone is just super jazzed that it's almost like a second win to me. Like, I think mm-hmm. the Xbox Org has always done a great job moving forward, but it's kind of been moving forward at the same speed. Yes. Well, right now, we're trying to let people know, like, no, we're doubling down. We're yeah. going all in. Yeah, man. And yeah. It's, it, it actually mirrors. Yeah, that's what we want to hear as gamers because it actually mirrors. We had, a, like I said, Lord Richard Fogey from Undead Labs, and he 
literally said the same thing, like literally almost verbatim. He was just like, it, they're super pumped and, you know, Microsoft's not messing around. You know, so that was the quote, you know, and um, it's really good to see you guys renewed, you know, with that vigor that, hey, it, it's game time. And as Lord King said about Phil Spencer, hashtag who did that? Yeah, I do got a question <laughs> real quick, actually. I just thought of uh, when it comes to, you know, not necessarily things on Xbox Live portion, because uh, I used to work for, you know, uh, a customer service. So, uh you guys get blamed for a lot of stuff that's not under your control like for instance like a game like let's say destiny crashes people call you like expecting that it's your fault yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, so like when a particular game goes down or like you know uh their servers went down what's the what's one of the ones that you can recognize when you see down that like you automatically assume oh we're going to get phone calls over that one yeah i mean it's interesting it it doesn't matter what it is. Like someone can't find a show on Netflix. It's our fault, right? Like it's just, if it's, it's whatever device you're using, that's what you're going to blame. Like you blame your iPhone anytime there's anything wrong with any app, right? Like oh, stupid iPhone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not really Apple's fault, right? So it's the same thing. But, you know, we, we, we work really closely with all the developers to try to, you know, prevent that from happening, obviously. But, it, at the end of the day, people just assume, you know, like a game crash is such an interesting one where on the PC, when your game crashes, yeah, you blame the game right? every time. But on a console, you always blame the console. And I don't know why. <laughs> yes, that is true. Right. That's a great point. And truthfully, I think it's because mm-hmm. when your game crashes, you go to your desktop. Yes. Yep. Desktop is very brand agnostic whatever right Mm -hmm. but when your game crashes on consoles like you're back to the xbox dash like it's 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 like it crashes you to to the dashboard it's like this is your culprit (laughs) (laughs) i can't find iron this damn you xbox We should crash like a picture of, I don't know, puppies or something. <laughs> Blame the puppies. Yeah. I feel you, little dad. That's, that's a great point. Let me ask you about um, network bandwidth. So yep, um, yep. Xbox Live has always been tremendous, like as far as the early adopters and involving with the times. Like you guys, the first with like gigabit Ethernet ports, you know, um, you always have like extensive console connectivity tests and obviously 5G, 5G Wi-Fi connectivity as well, which is features we really like to uh, really appreciate, you know. So yep, one yep. thing I want to know is like now with gamers having all these large down- downloads, 4K assets, and then even with some games that have like data caps in this area, as well, in their area as well as like the net neutrality situation. Like, do you think Xbox Live may ever try to work in conjunction with ISPs to try to alleviate these issues for gamers? That's a good question. I mean, uh, you know, all of the big players, mm-hmm. us, PlayStation, Netflix, other things, they all talk with ISPs, right? Like they, okay, cool. you know, there, there's a lot of things that get done to make sure that, that things are great. I think the interesting thing is just how different North America is than the rest of the world mm. in infrastructure, in, you know, the way that you pay for your internet, your caps, all of those yeah. types of things. Mm-hmm. And so remember, we have to be mindful of everyone because it doesn't work the same everywhere. And so there's right. a lot of things that we try to do that like, oh, this would benefit the, you know, the, California user, but would really suck for the European user, right? So we, we need to find those those balances as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think bandwidth is something that's not as big of a deal as it used to. I think now, you know, 
uh, I, I guess it's still a big deal, but I think it's mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna start seeing it mm-hmm. continue to just increase to mm-hmm. the masses. Okay. Our, our our hope, but you know, mm-hmm. it, we we have crazy stats, right? There's still people on dial-up. In what? <laughs> I hope that attempting Xbox Live. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we we have like we're you know the core gamers. They have the best internet mm-hmm. possible, but that's not what everyone has and think sure. about when we were kids mm-hmm. well you have whatever your parents have right yes. parents are gamers and they have whatever you know i remember me it was like mm-hmm. mom stop picking up the phone while i'm playing my mother thought aliens were landing she picked up the phone i was playing nba live with x-band and yes. she said oh my god the aliens are here i said what are you talking about you Everybody just broke my connection yep that 14k <laughs> or that 33.6 dial up ip oh man and so i think that you know it, it's just going to continue to get better but mm-hmm. it's you know it's so, it, it looks slow when you look at it right now, but when you look at just like I mentioned, look at five years ago, yeah. it's just it is yep. super fast. Oh no, it's super fast. I guess like I said, more of my focus was more on like how obviously with you know, you know, these huge games, man, 4K assets, you know, the, the you know, Xbox One X actually pushing that yeah. narrative in the 4K space and just how bigger the games are like Gears of War is like, you know, some of these games are like over a hundred, right. <laughs> you know, when you download all the yeah. assets. So I guess my my question is more pertaining to that gamer who has the who has the speed, who has the bandwidth the thoroughput, but as far as let's just say the ISP not saying, hey. You know, you kind of re- you downloaded two two games. That was hundred gigs. This, <laughs> you know, you get close. You get close. So, like, you know, is there any steps maybe in the future that could be done to like to help those guys? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're there's always conversations of like, hey, could we, you know, build some CDNs or other things that would be closer mm. to the gamer so that they could avoid some of the costs and stuff. Right. Um, but you know, those are all all those conversations take time and yeah. there's a lot of money and business involved in all of Absolutely. these of things. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think it'll it'll get better. I think it'll some of the things that we're we're gonna continue mm-hmm. doing is you've seen some you've seen this where mm-hmm. you know you don't need to download the entire game yeah. for playing. Yes. You can yep. start seeing yep. even more of that uh, nice. happening where you know you you might download a huge demo and then play for five minutes, right? And it was yeah. like yep. tap on a game you didn't even like. That's frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know? No, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's fantastic. I'm glad you mentioned that. I believe it was you guys are calling it either intelligent delivery or fast delivery. Yeah. And I think it's really cool because I didn't realize, Lord Dan, like how much those different languages oh, actually, as far as on size of the game, you know? So um, those are that's a really cool feature that Microsoft is pushing. And I like that because it doesn't get enough credit because that kind of really helps alleviate. If you can just get, especially let's say you're a guy that just wants to play a multiplayer of the game or just a the single player campaign. If there's any way you guys can break that up too, that, that would be really Really cool, and I, I like Microsoft kind of pushing that in that space. So yeah, very, totally. very cool. Um, I probably got one more. This is a little controversial, <laughs> so we gonna get into it. So, um, you know, obviously, you know the the, the value of Xbox Live. Many gamers feel it. People it feel tremendous value for it, and all the services it provides, the cloud oh, save. I know where you go. You know where I'm going. <laughs> oh. Game Pass, games with gold. You guys are twelve player party chat cross-play and play anywhere. However, one of the hottest debates 
the past two years regarding Xbox Live has been the idea of console gamers having to pay for online multiplayer. Yeah. So while in contrast, obviously PC gamers do not. We all know this is a business, Lord Dan. We all know the revenue streams play a part here. But at the same time, like, however, do you think we will ever see a time when there's like a tiered system for Xbox Live where kind of free online multiplayer is the base? And then maybe all those additional great services are added with paid tiers. That's a good question. Like, mm -hmm. I think definitely you will. We will see changes. Like, nice. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, We're not getting you in trouble, Lord. Yeah, don't you. worry. Loud, the floor nobody, hot is loud. Nobody, nobody right. listens to us. Small podcast. The like, we want to give users different choices and there's gonna be lots of different options going forward now is there ever gonna be just a straight up free play anything i don't know like that's something we need to go and evaluate and see if it's the right thing to do mm -hmm. um, but will we offer different options for users going forward totally Nice. That Lord listen, that's the sovereign is back at his Nostradamus stuff <laughs> because I'm, I'm. Listen, he said this. I don't know how many podcasts ago, but he said it, and I listened. I said, "Yeah, that does make a hell of a lot of sense." Mm -hmm. So, and it even makes more sense now. So, Lord Dan <laughs> is the man. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's just from the standpoint. Obviously, like I said, we have all these services and things like that. I know you know, Xbox is real big on engagement, especially with things like Game Pass and people were kind of laughing like, oh, if it's in Game Pass, you know, how is it going to sell because Microsoft's getting, and then we're looking at these NPD numbers, right? And we're seeing games like Sea of Thieves, we're seeing games like State of Decay win NPD yeah. once they're in that service. So I guess it was, the question kind of came from a combination of maybe the merging of Game Pass into the Xbox Live tier system, as well as a base system of, you know, maybe people just having, maybe they don't have the party chat aspect or whatever, but they have, you know, being able to play multiplayer. So it's just food for thought, not trying to get anyone in trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, we definitely, definitely respect that. There could be changes on the way according to Lord Dan. So that that is refreshing and hopeful. <laughs> yeah. no, no, and the very last, very last question I have is um as one of the first Lords here, obviously Lord King Soft, and not at it because he's the young wolf, but, from the early days of Xbox Live, I was there from the Alpha program, right? Yeah. And I, I had the OG Xbox, I had that little CD, I had the pack, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the first games I played were the MotoGP and Ghost mm -hmm. Recon, right? Okay. So I personally am very proud to see the evolution of Xbox Live and all the services involved. Now, as you know, with your journey, and you started a different path until becoming now the Lord of Xbox Live. Like, how was that watching that evolution and that journey from the beginning to now being a part of it and the head of it. Like, what's that like to you? Yeah, it's interesting, you know, because like I mentioned, I was, you know, when OG Xbox was out, I was big PC gamer already and I was okay. playing other things. I, I, I could see what they were doing and I was getting excited about it, but it was like, to me at first, it was just like, well, they're just playing catch up on something I've had on the PC for a while. <laughs> but what I saw and, you know, what I think the reason the 360 was so apart, so awesome is that they made it dead simple. Right, we're like, mm, yes, right, sure. I had all that on the PC, but I was editing config files. I was setting up my microphone <laughs> and my drivers. Yeah, reach all this crazy stuff. Reach. Mm -hmm. The 360 made it like dead stupid simple for us mm. to play games together, and I think that was 
the awesome thing to watch. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as they brought in features that now every service has your phone, mm. has all these things, oh, everything has achievements and gamer tags and pictures mm -hmm. and all of you hear that, Nintendo? Yeah. That were available back then. I think yeah. that's that was some of the awesome stuff that that mm -hmm. I was able to see and you know benefit from and so now it's awesome to be a big a, a part of it mm -hmm. after having been able to be benefit you know from benefiting from it for so long absolutely and i'm glad you said that you know lord dan because you know a lot of you know sometimes a lot of the piece to see he community kind of gives the console community some flack you know and and I'm glad you said it from the standpoint because you come from both and you you kind of engage in both and you've got a tremendous history in PC gaming. So it, it's just like people don't understand, like, hey, why don't you just get the most powerfulest thing? And some people have to understand, you know, like you what you just said, you know, as far as, you know, they don't want to edit config files. They don't want to mess with drivers and not saying everything involved with PC is that difficult. Sure. But at the same time, sometimes as a gamer, the majority of people just want to come home turn on a box and it just works and you just log in and the, and the whole process is simplified. So I'm glad you actually said that because that is a, a huge argument for why people still remain on console and why a lot of things that are happening in the console space that it doesn't seem like it's going away. So that meant a lot. So I'm glad you actually said that. <laughs> so that's all I got on the question front. Lord did was tremendous, but we're gonna do this um poll before we close out. And um poll this week will be again Xbox Live related. <laughs> and it's it's the on the spot question. <laughs> so not not for you, Lord Dan. This will be talking. Okay. So uh with the numerous consumer-friendly services that Xbox Live provides, which we've gone over, do you think Xbox Live should adopt that tier level pricing model? The choice my choices will be A, yes, would love Game Pass incorporated into the Xbox Live subscription. B, no, unless online multiplayer is free at the base level. Or C, I don't care until I see more exclusive games. <laughs> Those are the choices. Please rock the ILP vote when it goes up on Twitter tomorrow. Lord Dan McCullough, an absolute pleasure to have you in the realm of the it Lord. It's a pleasure to me. I really appreciate it. This is awesome. Oh, absolutely. Where can the fine people find you in the realm and... Uh, Feel free to let the lords know whatever you top secret things you may be working on in the future. <laughs> <laughs> right. Awesome. No doubt, man. So where can the fine people find oh, you? Yeah. So uh, on Twitter at MCDanRandom. That's probably Woo. the easiest way to find me there. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'm random pretty much everywhere else on Xbox, on Discord, on pretty much every game. So Nice. Nice. Catch you about there. I, lo I love that tag, by the way. Random. Random. <laughs> random. Just hit random. <laughs> absolute pleasure, man. We really appreciate what you guys are doing. We cannot speak enough of absolutely the infrastructure of Xbox Live. And like I said, it, it's been going on for so long. And you guys are the pioneers of this. Let's just keep it 100. Like you guys sure. really pushed this thing forward and got a lot of the rest of the console market to follow suit. And just things I'm appreciative of is like party chat, so many things that a lot of us take for granted as gamers. Because let's be real, as the Lords, we were all older gamers and all that stuff didn't exist. We had to go to your friend's house, you had to, you know, link up. Now everybody's married and moved away, and we still are able to communicate and play with each other just like how it was in those days with Halo 1 and the LAN party. <laughs> so, salute to Microsoft, salute to Lord Dan and the Xbox Live team. You guys do a tremendous job, don't get enough credit. And we definitely want to respect you and show you that respect here. So thanks again for coming. So um, Lord Addict, what is going on with you and where can the fine people find you? 
Oh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Lord Agtile P. Uh, I won't be streaming because I, I'm determined to beat this uh, Shadow of the Colossus game. <laughs> I, I will give them one thing, man. The game, you know, the bosses might not. The bosses might be the highlight of the, the game, fighting the bosses. That is the like, game. But there's like, <laughs> but no, okay, look, that doesn't mean nothing. Like, you keep it, okay, I'm not even gonna go in on you right now. But you know, there's there's quite a bit of them. Uh, in, the, in the actual statue, there's a lot. Like for, but I will say I've already noticed some of them being re, uh, reused. <laughs> well, I won't go into that, but you know, I appreciate everyone coming. I uh, appreciate uh, you know, Lord Dan for uh, coming on the show. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And yes, yeah, Sovereign, you're wrong. So I'll <laughs> no, no, Lord, stop. what do you got going on? We're gonna find you. I'm not even gonna address that. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Lord Dan for coming through. Um, you know, Xbox Live more than it's integral to the xbox identity more than any other service is to playstation or nintendo xbox live is the backbone of xbox um and i it's very exciting to see somebody with with dan's like trajectory his expertise at the helm of that and his Mm. desire for constantly creating and and pushing tech forward Yes. Um, I'm really excited for what Xbox Live is is doing now and mm. in the future. It's I, I I have no doubt that whatever you guys aspire to do in terms of streaming, in terms of whatever it is, services, it's going to be fantastic. So absolutely, uh, I'm awesome. really glad that someone like you is at the helm of that. Awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, Can't double down on that statement, Lord King. What you have going on? Where can the find people find you? Well, first, I would like to address uh, Lord Dan. Uh, tremendous uh, guy. Uh, when I met him in person, uh, humble, uh, energetic, and enthusiastic about what's coming forward and what's next. Uh, my only regret is I didn't have a T-shirt for you right there. I just knew Mike Barrow was going to be there. You Kanye him? You Kanye him? Mike Barrow Kanye him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it seems like that's the thing right now. Kanye is out here. Um, uh, yeah, debuted, debuted uh, a fraud alert. Uh, we're gonna keep that popping. Fraud alert <laughs> will definitely be on. Uh, we had fights uh, last night. Uh, nothing noteworthy. Like mm-hmm. I said, I will not be getting into stuff that is not noteworthy. But we did have a mention of Deontay Wilder versus uh, Tyson Fury, and mm-hmm. that will be something that I will go over and we'll cover. Um, like I said, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you have not subscribed to our Instagram, please do. Please do do now. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. it's some stuff that went up the uh, past couple of days. That see, it, I don't know. It's like this weird competition, Lord Cognito and I have, <laughs> and I don't know if uh, Lord Attic is in it or I don't know who's posting pictures. All right, we all have access to this account, so I don't ever know who's posting <laughs> what. So it's just how you yeah. find out stuff by going there. I, I find out stuff. You. I'm not posting pictures. <laughs> well, you should because I you have a lot of pictures that that that. I know you do. 
Mm-hmm. Because like you were taking pictures when you were there, and I knew you have some in the cut stuff that you could just throw up in there. And I and I I, I encourage you. <laughs> and to what get makes you think I'm gonna post out. that on there? If I, don't <laughs> I don't know, brother, but I think you should. <laughs> we have a lot of a lot of stuff up there, Lord Dan. Like a lot of the uh, E3 shows, past E3s, you know, mm-hmm. packs. There's a lot of industry rooftop party. Yep, yeah. your pictures up yes, there. You're up there with with Lord Lord Ibarra and the, the rest of the crew. You know, so shout the lord megatron too Absolutely. oh and uh just to real quick megatron. uh lord mm-hmm. dan i forgot uh lord tim dog actually wanted me to ask you mm-hmm. how was it like meeting the fans on that rooftop party yes Good it question. was awesome like you know i i've i've met some super fans before but this was this was something else it was just the cram the cram yeah exactly right like <laughs> You guys are, 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 are serious about this, and I thought that was awesome. Thank you so much. I want to shout, yeah, shout out Lords that were out there. You know, you had uh, Tim Dog, Beats Fire, you know what I'm saying, Downer, Lord Megatron. Again, I can't thank enough, you know what I'm saying, for getting us out there as well. I believe um from uh 2XP, uh what's her name? Uh, Mama Sita was there. Yeah. Also, El Boogie. El Boogie was up El there. El Boogie the was there. Movie. Yes. So many, uh, Bloody Knuckles, Southbound, man. The Delilah. Yeah, man, the list goes on and on. It was such a good time. Oh, shout out to uh, Sir Rick, my guy from Warhorse Studios. Yes. Yeah, it was tremendous fun. And like I said, one thing you guys don't get enough credit for, Dan, is that you guys, the Xbox team is probably one of the most personable, fan-friendly teams I have been around. There's no Hollywoodness. There's no they make you feel like family. And that's one thing we also want to thank you guys. That really Really doesn't get enough credit. I've been stated. So uh, yeah, for me it's uh, Lord Cognito on Twitter. You already know, and obviously the Iron Lord Podcast YouTube channel. We got some stuff going on up there. We got a new Flashpoint. Shout out to a Wilhelm Scream. He was in the chat today. He's from Destiny Tower and Ebontis. We had a great episode talking that Destiny talk, and of course a lot of other gaming stuff. So please check out that channel as well, and um, definitely hit the like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, Lord Kaibatsu will have the audio up on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud later. I also want to shout out the ILP stream team. Lois Naldo saw you in the chat. Old school style, Super G, and the amazing Lady L Boogie. Please check them out when they uh, stream on the ILP channel. And um, last but not least, but I just want to thank, you know, everyone for checking out the ILP Patreon. You guys help put out some, help us try to put out some of this cool content, keep giving you that great interviews and all that stuff you want. So thank you again for supporting it. We really, really appreciate it. If any of the Lords have anything else to say? Wrap this thing up. Yeah, Shadow Claws, this is trash. And I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> uh, I knew he couldn't get a whole show out without saying that. Gotta, gotta, gotta get the last word in. Gotta get the last word. <laughs> and on that note, everyone enjoy your Sunday. Everyone right. Thanks for having me.